is filmed in front of a live internet audience. I am riffing. Mitch is riffing. What more can I say? Straight, straight riffing. Do you know how fucking desperate I am for some comfort in my life? I need that pillow. This show is intended for mature audiences only. I've seen a lot of this. I don't know how much we're discussing this experience again. Are you really not having a good time? I'm having a fantastic time. I just can't believe how disgusting you are. I kept yelling, I'm, I'm not going to whip my dick out. We talked about that. I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Featuring your host, Mitch Marzoni. I don't walk around going like, hey, I'm really weird. Look at me, I'm weird. As far as I'm concerned, I'm perfectly normal. It's uh, it's a litmus test for people. Teddy I'm a hate mercenary. Yeah. All right. All right. Hate mercenary. Hate, hate, hater for hire. Hater for hire. I should put on with this guy. There are two victimless crimes, all right? One, jerking off when your window's open. Two, <laughs> necrophilia. I am confessing to a large-scale crime. Okay. All right. right Legs akimbo engaged in sexual discourse. Come on, man. What kind of guest are you? It's archive for posterity. Great internet. So, uh, it'll, uh, it'll come back to haunt you every day. It's time to riff. Oh, that is right, bitches and motherfuckers. It is January 28th, 2013, episode 96, I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. uh, of Straight Riffin'. I'm your host, Reverend Mitch, and uh, it's time to riff the fuck on. With me, as always, is my co-host, the hater for hire, the difficult brown, Mr. Teddy. I hope you locked my front door, TMI, <laughs> Tutson. How the fuck are you, sir? Oh, man, you know that I'm ever vigilant. Got the dough on lock. Got my right, people good. in the streets mm-hmm. on yeah. standby. Get Everybody is on mm-hmm. the rooftops. Eyes peeping, son. We mm-hmm. all bobbing and weaving right now. Keep mm-hmm. on keeping on. Eyes on the prize. Okay, and our uh, last white male guest until at least <laughs> April. It's been a long time making his uh, first appearance in our new studio, That's uh, right. despite multiple appearances in our old studio, Mr. Justin Ruppel. Yeah. How the fuck are you, sir? I'm, I'm fucking great. Thanks for Hold much. on, I gotta Appreciate fix your shit. Uh-oh. There you go. Yeah. There we go. You're good. Yeah, there we go. You don't need to, like, get all up on it. I just... As long as you're talking at the logo. All you, right. You hear the difference between right sh- here and right wow, here? Oh, it's very that's nice. That's what It's very saying. nice. I like yeah, it. Yeah, So there you go. I'm feeling great, buddy. Yeah. Good. It's good to be here. Yeah. Uh, what's What's been up? What's new in the world? Uh, a lot of acting, or trying to act at least, and uh, doing the comedy as much as possible out there on the road. And uh, being Can in we Los- talk about your recent Facebook post? Which one? Uh, re- in regards uh, vis-a-vis the acting? Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, which let's which which post are you referring to? Specifically? I'm telling you, you looked rather chef-like. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's a uh, a new Ruby Tuesdays commercial. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's you know you've hit. Sardom. I think you mean Ruppel Tuesdays. Am no, I right? Come on, hey. kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know you've hit it big when you play a sous chef for a restaurant you've not technically ever been to. Hey, man, Ruby Tuesdays, bro. I, I, I hear imagine. it's good. I it's, hear it's fantastic. I mean, it's fine, fine, upscale dining. Yeah, uh, is it? You is know, it just American whatever food? It's basically? quintessential American. It's an Applebee's cuisine. with a little bit more sass. Or it's what? A, not sass. It's a little bit uh, more pizzazz okay. and a little bit like, uh, more like je ne sais quoi, mm-hmm. yeah, if yeah. you will. Yeah. I do like okay. French words. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I worked at a Red Robin for like eight years. I don't even know if you know. I Red love Robin. Love Red Robin. Yo, Yo, my favorite yeah. thing is a little tip for the pros. Um, 
any uh, any burger slash sandwich on the menu comes with bottomless fries. So I always say, I'm going to need those fries out early. That's right. So then you get like sort of snacks before and your if, meal. And if you're a seasoned veteran, you get the extra crispy fries because we leave them in there for a few seconds longer so they're not like uh, all like pale. Yeah. And then yeah. they crisp and the, oh, it's just beautiful. Now, yeah, no, actually, they, their fries are the best thing. I've only really recently uh, begun to dabble in the Red Robin <laughs> pool. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really have them around, I guess, when I was growing up. It must be some sort of Western. It is. Uh, it started in Seattle. Midwest, Western. Listen, I, I go to the Black Robin. Uh, and, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have black crows? Damn it. So what? Damn What's it. That, uh, no, that wouldn't really work. I would not. It would be on a reservation and no one would go there because the sadness <laughs> would drive them away. <laughs> um, but. I would say that uh, I I was uh, very impressed by uh, some of the baller ass burgers. Yep. Uh, yep. That uh, and so much bacon. They had a bacon yeah. based Chipotle. Shit was amazing, son. Yeah, they had uh, uh, bacon on bacon on bacon. If yeah, I if yeah. I can amazing. suggest anything, the the Royal Red Robin Burger, which is basically a cheeseburger, uh, Tillamook cheese and everything, but right. an egg on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have had that. I, you know what? That's one of those things that you don't think you like, and then you have it, and you go, "Fucking, that's how to never be without it again." Right? It's how to make it. And then you substitute instead of the bun, you substitute a. a croissant. You're a no, I'm not. No. Yeah, yeah, oh, I'm my not. God. No, I'm nope. you, do, do you. Listen, I worked there uh, for too long. Once again, I agree with Teddy on very few things. This is one of those things. <laughs> I'm with him. You are a terrorist. I'm pretty sure that at the at the, like, at the like airport, the TSA could go like, do you like an egg burger with a croissant bun? And you go, oh, delicious. Oh, of course. I like a then croissant bun. You've been randomly selected for an anal pro. Oh, all Americans like a croissant. <laughs> right? It'll be a miracle if we you finish like? yes, this yes. podcast. Oh, I meant to introduce you as man of a hundred voices. That oh, was a yeah. joke I wrote earlier today and totally didn't 100. use it. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's you know, it's t- it's, you know, it's, it's really shitty sad. to bring it up now because it's not funny. But at the time, it would have been hilarious because <laughs> you would not have expected to, it. Well, it's it's usually yeah. man of ten thousand or a thousand. I yeah. actually, yeah. I, I counted. Hence, why I said I, exactly See, that was the joke. I counted it out once. I didn't, get to, I didn't get to a hundred. I got to eighty-seven and I stopped. All right, hold on. I'll redo your intro. 10, the man of eighty-seven. Count them. I know you won't. 87 <laughs> voices. Justin, Mr. 87 Rubble. Oh, man. You That's right. Your, your uh, uh, renegade announcement <clears throat> in the middle of the show just confused Bushka and <laughs> drove him away yeah. from the show. Bushka was like, I had to sit through a second show? For the first time ever, was cold chilling in the middle of broadcast. Yeah. And now- Bushka usually, my cat, by the way, that's Bushka. But he usually comes in and hangs out on the table anytime there's not a podcast. And then as soon as a podcast starts, he jumps off and goes like, to But podcast. for some reason, yeah, tonight Bushka did not do that. hanging out, cold chilling, lounging, just until actually taking a nap part. until... Mitch just ruined it. So He's everything like, else was just far. a practice round. You've gone too far. <laughs> Did they and give you Ruby Tuesdays when you were filming the commercial by the You by? know, I don't know if, if uh, people conjecture about this when you sit at home watching commercials. Like, I bet that's not even real food. Technically, it is real food, except they cover it. In, in the commercial to, yeah, to with the set glaze up, and with shit, like yeah. glue glisten ambrosia yeah yeah, yeah. What, no it's it's something to make the food freeze in that position yeah so yeah. it doesn't move so I, I literally remember watching a whole like special on that on Nickelodeon when I was a kid what is kind of funny about it is the whole time we're making actual we're making and chopping real sure fine sure. ingredients sure and then at the back of the sound studio is a giant room full of people cooking actual Ruby Tuesday's food. Right. And then covering it in things to make it stay like that so that when we plate it up, 
Right. That's what they see. Mm-hmm. And here's here's the nice thing. I used to think it was just like plastic shit, you know, like is this is not an actual beef pa- it's the real food. They're just freezing it for time. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they, we didn't get any of it though. No. We weren't allowed to eat it. No. You could no, eat I didn't. I, obviously, you're not going to eat that. No, no, we like, weren't allowed to eat any. I just, there was, I didn't know if they were like. Also, no. here's Did your you gift have to bring your own no. meal no. to to a fucking. No, come on. Here's this a bag was, of chips. This was my first uh, national commercial, so they they treated you right. The, this the uh, the company. Hmm. Oh, I don't think you should say that. I think that's somebody else's slogan. Yeah, they treat me right. <laughs> I think that's somebody else's, right? Isn't no, that Dairy no. Queen? That yeah, like, I think that's I Dairy Queen's slogan. I don't think it, no, it was like no. 1990. Yeah, come on. Look, Circa I don't know. 19. What are you, the Unabomber? I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when I was in my shack, I did a lot of thinking about them Dairy Queens. <laughs> no, it was just really, uh, it was, it was really fun and educational because the guys and, and ladies there who were also cast were actual chefs. Right. Where I was just hired because... In Did the, you get a fun catchphrase? I was talking to Teddy about this in the car. Oh, I'm not going to talk. He can't. Oh, There's no talking. No. He's not hired to talk, yeah. man. Look at him. Yeah. He's just hired to I be... I was really hoping that you'd say Look something like, it's Rubalicious Tuesday. If, no, if, no, if, he, no, if no. he hit them with the dazzling Come see me down at your local Ruby Tuesday. He wouldn't be talking to us right now. He'd be running his own chain of Ruby Tuesdays all over the country. Right, But instead, they have to keep him. Well, I was, I was... The reason I can't, there was a girl in high school that I went to it. She was she was like a popular you know cunt, and <laughs> she did a commercial for Peter Piper Pizza, which I think is Peter just Piper Pizza. I think that's just in Arizona now that I say it. No man, Pizza. there was some Peter Pipers in Texas. Right. So, I feel like mate, that's right. still Southwest okay. though. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, whatevs. So in between pickling peppers, Rio Grande, baby, and so on and so forth, uh, there was a commercial where this girl she was all dressed up in the Peter Piper Pizza outfit, and oh, then, by the way, it didn't work there, which right. really upset me. Right. Uh, and in the commercial, she says, it's pizzerific, like with this real cunty, precocious, <laughs> by the way, precocious. You're 16, that's precocious. <laughs> precocious is is uh, up cl- upper class for, for young cunt, I think. That's what I think. I think. I've never heard precocious <laughs> Actually, when somebody at, if... wasn't just trying to say, you have a young cunty daughter, when they're like, oh, she's very precocious. That's not a precocious, positive thing. Precocious does feel you like a word that was invented by rich people to insult you without you knowing yeah. you She's a very precocious... <laughs> Hi, my name's Susie. Uh, you know, like, that's a... You know what I mean? Little, I think the first like, time I ever heard that word himself. was in that song, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Feeling quite and, precocious. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, precocious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, right. so so the thing is, uh, you know, because I was on the bottom of the rung uh, in the social hierarchy of my high school, right. uh, and she was, you know, right there at the top. Every time I walked past her, I'd go, "It's pizzerific!" Like, but I'd look down at the floor. I wouldn't stare at her or anything, <laughs> so that she wouldn't like. She it was, was, right. There was she just this voice in her fucking head. Right. <laughs> I don't know if in, in in you know maybe she killed herself or something. I, I don't know. I have no idea what happened to her after that. But <laughs> no, I, no. So no, I was no hoping that you had a fun catchphrase. I that guess I could you have not been to any high school reunion, uh, is what I'm saying. <laughs> the only reason to go to those is to fuck girls that uh, wouldn't fuck you in high school. Um, and I did that in the off time, it turns out. Well, then you're one of the lucky ones, right? Yeah, yeah. I went back to Phoenix for a few vacations, I and I'd uh, run into girls I saw in high school, and I'd be like, what are you doing? We should get some drinks. My high school experience for me was like much, There's only like much, two more on the list. Much like the, sh- much like the champagne room. There's no sex in the champagne room. Yeah, much like there was. I high didn't. Uh, yeah, I no, I didn't have any. any I, I'm not. Talk, I didn't fuck it him in high school. It didn't matter. I'm talking about any of the girls. Long high after high school, when yeah. I visit Phoenix, I don't. Like, if you know. I recall, I only think I had sex with one girl from my high school at all. Period. 
Were you in high school at the time? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Somebody's no. creepy. No, that no. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're totally missing it. No, You're gross. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where you went with it? Like I was no, dipping no, into the pool? Back in. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, she's a I'm not surprised that's where Mitch went with yeah, it. Yeah, to be fair. Where I go. No, after, after, after college, after college, I ended up like right as college, uh, high school ended after right. high school. You know that everybody's going off somewhere, and they have that last little cling where they're like, "Oh, I can't leave. We should really date and do it long distance, so I don't have to go to this new place alone, you know, and keep you on a string type thing." That's basically my wow. yeah. That's the so only you guys girl. like pretended to date. I've been there. I uh, pretended to date is actually pretty appropriate for what ended pseudo up date. Yeah. Pseudo yeah, date. Is yeah, good, good it doesn't look. It doesn't count if you fucking. There's no real feeling. Barely knew each other. And they went off to different states. Correct. Long distance relationships are just just a terrible idea. It's a know. it's a delayed uh, shame bomb. Uh, <laughs> what it is? You know, yeah. It was. It was. And uh, it's an exercise in futility and self deception. I'm not going to say her name, but her her story ended up being right. a long. Along Jennifer, Jesse, Jamie, one of them. Did you get catfished? Carrie, no. Yeah, actually, Tina, uh, uh, Barbara. You want to know what's Beth, funny, Tiffany? You, uh, no. Susan. Stop naming people. Okay, sorry. <laughs> he says one of them. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> Wendy. You know what is really funny? Manu Tuiasasopo was. Oh, Manu. No, no. Oh, Manu. Manu. Hey, Manu. You're, yeah, you're deep in it. You know the team. Manu Tuiasasopo was my sports director at yeah. Skyline High School in Issaquah. So when they're like, uh, whatever is man, uh, man Ronia uh, Tuiasasopo. Whatever his first, yeah, whatever his first name is, uh, Asasopo. Yeah. When I heard it first, I'm like, I wonder if he's related to Manu Tuyasasopo. Would have to be man. Tuyasopos. That's not. A, that's a very. Uh... No, that's that. Tuyasasopo is like uh, the At, well, Samoan it, well, Smith, right? Yeah. For, I mean, yeah, but I mean, again, yeah. though. But how much? How many Samoans though move within the football world? There's a lot of yes, them. There are quite so a it's few. you know, I mean, it's very right. It's, I mean, Samoans are big motherfuckers. I mean. I uh, <laughs> I went golfing the other day, and this guy had a uh, he had a, one of the head covers for his driver was a uh, Irish, you know, the uh, Notre Dame, oh, the, uh, the, the Notre little Dame. fighter. Yeah, it's yeah. the Notre Dame guy with the little purple and gold. And Tough I went break. up to him. I was like, "Hey, uh, you, did you go to Notre Dame?" He said, "Yeah." And I said, "So that's your uh, Notre Dame head cover?" He goes, "Yeah." And I said, "So is there actually a club under there, or is it just?" <laughs> Just pretending to hold something. Oh, I get. Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't realize. I I just now realized. I, I like. I was. I was waiting to see what Mitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, look. Uh, Delayed I only, reaction. I only barely know about. That's what. A, it's like. For. I don't really get into like celebrity gossip shit. And then B, I but pay. This even, is not ah, gossip. And this I, is what ah, I get so mad. Ah, but I pay ah, even me, less attention ah, to me. sports gossip. You, what's you? So, you, so you got to understand, like, I, I hear a little here and there. And Here's I, the thing. There's nothing you can, like, all the podcasts I listen to, everybody's fucking talked about. So That's to me, like, it's been talked about to know death. what the fuck they are talking about. And oh, and shout you out, do. Yes, shout out to Alex Mandelberg, because I feel like me and him, maybe like eight other people in the fucking nation, really understand what this all thing right, break is. break it down, because I got to hear you. know what, first of I, all, know, I know what's going on. First of all, I, think I, do, I don't really appreciate we'll your fucking dismissive eye roll. I'm going to be dismissive and eye rolling, because I love this, that like, you know it. Talk to me. It's not, you and eight talk people. To me, Teddy. Talk right, to me, Teddy. Talk to me, Teddy. No, no, go ahead. What you're witnessing is a large-scale institutional cover-up amongst the elites that was done all the time in the 20th century, except now they're realizing the ground has shifted underneath them and they cannot just bamboozle idiots and gullible rubes as easily as they did in the 20th century. Yeah. You are basically seeing that Notre Dame came out with their athletic director and blatantly lied 
at the beginning of this. ESPN looks like a bunch of fucking PR tools and stenographers, which they have been for years, but now it's out exposed for everyone because they sat on a story, didn't really bother to investigate it because they were too busy trying to get a video access to Manti Teo so they could spread it across all their platforms. You have over 20 major mainstream media outlets that failed to do basic diligence on a verifiable fact that could take 20 minutes with an Ancestry.com search, man. You are talking about such a widespread institutional failure that it is startling to have it all laid out in front of you in stark terms. So fuck everybody who sits around dismissing it as a bunch of stupid petty gossip because you motherfuckers don't want to bother to understand what the fuck is really going on. And that's all I got to say. What up, Mandelberg? Holla at your boy. Okay. Okay. Well, it is. It's an interesting. It is an interesting point because it, it, it's an interesting point. Well, that's not the that's not the route at all that 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 we had originally started the conversation. And no, I have no. I made a joke. I, I made it. I'm made not. A, no, look, I'm not dismissing what you said. That's a very. It's a salient point. I don't know what you, you want me to applaud. I, I, Here, I'm not dismissing you. I apologize for the eye roll of earlier. I literally a, thought you were going to talk about. Here's a decent segue. Uh, yeah, because you don't. You, you dismissed it, and that's what I get fucking infuriated by. <laughs> All right, well, it's, it's over, right. and I apologize. All right, all right, man. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh-oh. Calm down. Calm down. He's got 86 more to go. All right, all right. Oh, no, wait, there was a terrorist one in the beginning. 85 right, more to yeah, go. Okay. I'm counting no, down. Here, here's a related story. Uh, the Daily Show covered it last week. They, uh, CNN took back all their funding for all investigative journalists in the field. So now they will not send journalists out of their offices to go investigate stories because they say that it costs the organization too much money when we can just have a person over there that we contract to tweet about it. Or you find someone on Twitter who's like, oh man, this breaking news thing just happened and involves someone that I know, and then some stupid-ass producer from CNN says, hey, would you like to talk about it on camera? And that's your investigative journalism. Right. They said that saves money and no one's really interested in seeing Edward R. Murrow over you know, England with the bomb sailing overhead. They said that's pointless now. And the irony behind it was John Oliver on The Daily Show went to go interview the guy. Uh, who has been in the field investigating horrible things and atrocities across the the globe. And he's like, where do you, so you're unemployed now? He said, no, 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 I, I work, uh, I was, I still work in television. He says, what do you do? He says, I'm a news consultant. He <coughs> said, I thought the news fired you. He goes, no, for newsroom on HBO. Oh, he said, I see. I wait see. a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all these investigative journalists that were let go went to a fictional news program on HBO. He said, that's right. We have over 15 news consultants who are actually doing investigative journalism in the field and that we are paid to do and then report back to Aaron Sorkin and the team and they fictionalize it and backdate it based on fact checking and then present it. He's like, so basically what's happened is fictional television is actually more in touch with reality than Breaking news and from CNN. Meanwhile, actual mainstream news outlets are too busy chasing down what they feel like is a good story that sounds good, and that is actually complete fabricated bullshit. You've got a complete flip-flopping of what roles are supposed to be played by what institutions, man. It's, it's, it's one of the most bamboozling things that you could see, and it's no reason that most people are running around fucking cynical and anxious and despondent about everything, because, yeah, I mean, shit, that shit is fucking asinine. It's, it's no way for a fucking 21st century superpower to function. You can't do that. It just can't happen. So lighthearted. <laughs> yeah, good times. Good times indeed. 
No, I just, uh, I guess, I guess what it comes down to, uh, the reason I wouldn't, uh, that I didn't look into the whole thing was to me, it was, you know, oh, gossip, I thought, I thought, you know? I thought it and, was too. Granted, uh, more to the story, but even still, you know, I don't know in my head, if I can present a counterpoint, uh, why do the research, you know, for that particular story? Yeah. Well, that's... Not, on a, not on a wide scale, but literally just for that particular story. It does seem to me like, why bother? Well, a guy says, oh, I got this girlfriend. She's got cancer. Why research it? Uh, because yeah, she died on September 11th. And uh, I mean, I, I heard about I'm, what I'm saying is like, it's why? It's not so much as that. But I mean, I think why this bother is, this and I feel girl. like it's and I feel like that's that's less about it is. And I feel like the story is really and why it fascinates me so much. And I think why I'm so interested in people's reactions to it and I get so passionate about it is because it reveals a lot about how our current society and culture got the way that it did and how everyone has just kind of sat around and allowed institutions and their own lives to atrophy to the point that we're in the cesspool that we're in right now because you have senior editors and senior reporters from ESPN to Sports Illustrated to (coughs) all sorts of outlets from the Associated Press who have a story and are like, well, I can't find a, I can't find a death certificate. I can't find an obituary. Can't find a birth certificate. I can't find any record of these yeah, people. All of them are actually. I sane. can't. I can't even find a record of this girl at Stanford University. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just going to run it anyway. All right. And if you extrapolate that, it's ten years removed from the fucking Bush administration doing the same thing with the New York Times and Judith Miller with the Iraq War. It's no different, man. We haven't come far at all. And the fact that now sports media, which has for a while been sort of respected as being like, well, at least with sports journalists, they got facts and they deal with things. And you know, like if, stat, if yeah. politics had more sports journalist kind of thing reporting, then we wouldn't be in such a shithole. And now you're realizing that there's no difference between the two of them. Well, look, yeah, look what happened to look what happened to Lance. I mean, right. here's here's a guy I I'm no shame. I fucking loved that guy. Lance Armstrong was like a personal hero. That that guy uh leaving people in the dust and pissing in the face of anybody who said you can't do something might come back from eight different types of cancer and fucking win a a, a tour de France let alone seven. There ain't no place to hide anymore. You can't. Yeah, yeah. You can't get away with this. And it's. Uh, I, I. I. That thing is. A, is still strange to me on account of like uh, the amount of doping that was going on back in that day. Where it's like, who? You know what I mean? It, it's. I, I. I will bash him for uh, the continued lies, but you can see well, the dude doesn't make his money from Tour de France. You know what right, I mean? He makes right. his money from a billion other things. What you all, but you I think I mean? that's partially why he's such so. A, that's why it's why he lied so much. No, it's why know. no, it's these. I mean, it's well, why he's, he's dropped a, out of public favor. Is what I'm saying. There's well, a lot also, of people that I'll give you a perfect example. My my mother, when she before she died, one of the last things she wanted to do was do the Lance Armstrong walkathon thing that they do. The Live Strong, Live Strong event in uh, Northern California. She like, that was her big thing. She did it. No biggies. You know what I mean? I walked with her, blah, blah. Now, if he had fallen out of the public favor, it's it's quite possible she'd have been like, well, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to be associated with that man anymore. So, you know, whatever. Made her happy. So to that regard, I'm like, hey, kudos to you. But you know, all right. Here's the the question then. Then I then I pose a question to the to the room, and I want to hear both of you actually individually answer it. I feel bad. I cut you off there, Teddy. So go ahead. Because then here's the question: the story 
of an athlete or anybody overcoming such an obstacle like two deaths close to you mm-hmm. and still achieving greatness or uh, inches from death and coming back and, and winning all these things. Is that story more important to the overall spirit of people to believe that something like that is possible or is the truth far more important, even though it shatters what most people hold to be the hope? You know what I mean? Is it right? Is, right. is the truth more important or is in for, this for case, me the personally, fake? I'd say the truth is more important. Okay. I mean, I would, I would prefer that, um, not because that shit is impossible, not right. you know. And frankly, at the time that he's winning all this Tour de France things, uh, w- early on anyway, he didn't have testicular cancer. There was no like none of that. That yeah, was later. No, 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 no. Uh, okay, he, well, he, uh, my what, understanding. Sorry, no, it's okay. It but even still, yeah. I, I'm I'm merely saying that regardless of no, because because when he went in for no, his cancer no, treatments, no, they, he, he, they no, tested uh, the best, the best no. he ever the best he ever did was in 1997. He finished 24th. And then he contracted cancer, and coming back is when he won one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven in a uh, row. Okay, okay. See, Columbia. I thought this happened like way in the early nineties. So he okay. was doping all. He was doping okay. all along. Yeah, ironically, yeah, that does make sense. Then. Okay, yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. For me, the truth is more important. Uh, you know, Teddy. Um, I, I mean, I think I think most no, people would like to say. I think most people would like to say that the truth is more important, but I think behavior dictates and has shown us that tribalism wins out and that people are more eager to deify someone uh, than to demand the truth. Because I think why the Armstrong case is such a, a case study and gross enabling of narcissism uh, is that you actually had numerous points along the way where various people involved in this doping regimen try to bring the truth to light or try to confront it and the forces enabling armstrong were so powerful that he just fucking annihilated them he annihilated their livelihoods their fucking careers their fucking relationships their reputations in public and private just fucking obliterated them man and to the point now that even with all of this coming to light they still have motherfuckers being mad skeptical about the things that they had to say like their word is somehow less worthy of lance armstrong you know like like lance armstrong can fucking lie on oprah and uh, and they're like you have like until february 6th to come out and admit the truth you you still lying piece of shit and i think that's what's so fascinating to me is that they're fucking <laughs> it's this it's like the fucking elite enabling of it do you know what I mean? like lance armstrong is like well everyone was doping but not everyone was just running roughshod over people's fucking lives Sure, sure. And that's that's why, and, and not everyone built a fucking foundation named Livestrong, and then lied to everyone about how much money you donated to cancer funding research. Right. All right. So but that's the no. That's the big thing here because I, I still put up with so many fucking idiots saying, "Well, look what he did for cancer no, research. No, 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 no. He didn't do shit for cancer research. That's actually, not, that's not no. Actually, he didn't do anything. Livestrong did not donate to cancer research. I know. So, I mean, like, that's the thing that's frustrating because people don't want to accept the truth because they still fall back on, well, look at what he did for cancer research. And then when you take that away from them, what do they have left? What do they say? They don't say shit because they're too dumbfounded at all the fucking lies that they've swallowed. So, no, there's no truth. I'm I'm not saying that. So, I'm going to pose a question to you. And believe me, the only reason I'm saying this is because I'm I'm curious. Yeah. 
when we find out somebody accomplished something, something big, right, right. in what it doesn't matter what facet, politics, sports, uh, the personal triumph, and anything, it usually then becomes a microscope onto that person's life as to how they accomplished it, right? Sure. Most, and I would say there are so few people left in the world that I can say this about, all right, that that have nothing to show, nothing bad that you're like, oh, man, now I can't respect it. You know what I mean? For example, uh, Michael Jordan, one of my favorite favorite athletes of all time. I had every video he had, everything he's ever done. You know, the guy was like a personal inspiration. You know, I wanted to play sports because the guy would, you know, I used all his stories to get up and go and and so on and so forth to find out later in life that he was a severely addicted gambler and known to run out on his wife constantly and do a whole midst of lies that basically paints him as a very shady person. Michael Jordan and Lance Armstrong would get along real fucking well. No, but my point being... And the original my, lie about him my, getting booted off the my, basketball team my, wasn't true. No, my point being, here's, here's an inspirational thing that caused me to believe in the faith of humanity that eventually tore him down. Right. Eventually, but all the all these people end up falling. Right. But the slight bit of hope that people grasp onto for that story for a second. My question is not even what the Armstrong Foundation, not even any of that bullshit. The idea right. that a cancer patient survived and won the Tour de France, period. No drugs. No, it doesn't matter. Even if he was drugged to the hilt, even if he was cheating every possible way. Does that story still mean something? And I say, unfortunately, yeah, it does. Because there are tons of good people out there dying of mesothelioma or some sort of cancer they didn't bring on themselves who were thinking, well, if somebody else could do this, I could. Now, fuck the rest of the shit the guy did. He's a horrible, disgusting human being who deserves to have everything perpetuated on him forever. Forever. I, I took back all the stuff he gave. I trying to get rid of it well, yeah, but what you're really what you what you're saying is, yeah. in in essence is basically uh the the very same argument that religious people make about why they would still or like a catholic person still makes in light of uh pedophile things they're like well yes that's terrible but you know they've done a lot of great things for medicine or like they have a lot of great hospitals it's the same exact uh, argument no, no it's not the same exact argument because this guy didn't rape little children Okay, he right. cheated in a race that well, doesn't I'm, really but mean anything. No, about he didn't an just cheat in a race, bro. Okay, he hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that the same as raping children, Teddy? No, I, I'll give you that. The same as raping I'm, first children. First of all, I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I, I understand that point that Mitch is making. I'm not going to necessarily say that I feel like that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> but what I will say is fucking creating a a a foundation in Livestrong that was designed more explicitly to uh, allow Lance Armstrong to negotiate various endorsements and what have you because he was like, oh look at this charity that I have, and everyone was like, oh let me associate with this charity. So a lot of his fucking endorsement money that he now lives on came through Livestrong, which didn't do shit for cancer research and was actually just the let's help let's Armstrong get really rich foundation. I have a fucking problem. You didn't 
But yeah, that, because that is an ex- that is a fucking but yeah that you 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 want to toss out all the other shit and all the other shit is the fact that he for over a fucking decade man enabled this shitty organization that just preyed on people's actual hope and belief and got himself get rich and now he goes on fucking Oprah and tries to paint himself like a victim and still tries to say that he didn't cheat and then he fucking lied then too the guy is fucking scum he's yes. been scum I he s- always has been scum didn't I just say that Were you no saying? you didn't just say that actually actually, say actually that. run the tape back i said this guy's the worst and man then you on the said, planet toss out everything that he no, just no, no. did I'm and using, what point is that teddy, you teddy, 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 it's called an argument it's, and the reason i said it was i said let's say for a second let me i run it back i, I said I, I, this right. guy is the worst guy on the fucking planet i listen look at me look look at me he is oh he deserves to be in prison my question to you is if you were a young male looking up to michael jordan who did all these great things, is it okay that he is, I don't know, the worst husband and father of all time and possibly running illegal gambling throughout no. the country? It's a real simple... No. Is it possible to no. separate the two things? No. It's not fucking okay. And the fact is you should be able to look at a person like Lance Armstrong and Michael Jordan and be able to say, hey, you're a good basketball player. Hey, you're a really good cyclist. You're a shitty human being, man. You're a shitty fucking human being. And the sad thing is that the vast majority of people do not not have the critical skills to discern between those two things and they end up making a bunch of apologetic bullshit to never let themselves get to the point where they say oh you're good at riding a bicycle but you're really shitty at the job of being a decent human being to everyone that you encounter on a day-to-day basis okay so then let me ask this question then is there anybody you look up to in the whole world not a lot of people bro i don't i don't look up to a lot of people (laughs) I don't, because you know why? The world has been a fucking, it's a fucking cesspool, dude. I really don't look up to and admire a lot of people. I admire a lot of people who lived and did some real baller shit, son. Because we didn't, we, they weren't alive in the time that uh, we could have this mic, this magnifying glass. No, man, because we know much about their fucking history now. We put it together. I admire Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass cheated on his wife, okay? But I also can recognize the flawedness of Frederick Douglass' humanity versus the things that he jump-started historically in terms of advanced the rights for minorities in the United States of America. So you give him a pass. I'm not giving him a fucking pass. I'm, I'm asking a question. I'm, I'm saying I recognize his historical accomplishments, but I also recognize his flawed thing. But I'm not here out there fucking every day being like, Frederick Douglass is one of the greatest people of all time. I'm like, he did some that. good shit. He did some good that. shit. Listen, I didn't say anything about Armstrong that way at all. What well, I, I said mean, you're was, phrasing it as giving it a pass. No, I'm not. Like no, I'm not. What I'm saying is, if you're dying of cancer... Does it make a difference if the guy's the worst human being on the planet, or is there a part of the story, if you got one blood cell left, you're like, you know what, you're there is somebody out there. basically asking if I want to lie to myself, and I know I never want to lie to myself, and I settled that really never? early. I don't lie to my fucking self. I have built my entire life around not lying to myself about basic things in the world, because I was in a fucking dysfunctional family that did it every day. Why so are you, I, you're not I'm mad not at me. I'm not mad at you, but I'm okay. fucking, I'm telling you, man, you're touching on a thing that I have fucking built my entire existential life around it is never lying to myself about what is what in this world about what people do and who they are so i'm not gonna fucking lie to myself and i'm not gonna fucking deify people you're just a fucking human being who did some good and some bad and maybe some of the bad shit that you did is really bad and the good shit that you did is really fucking amazing i'll recognize the really good while also putting in the bad there 
okay? We've reached enough time in history where we could fucking tell the complicated story of Martin Luther King who fucking stepped out on his wife as well, but did all these great things, right? It's not a fucking hard thing that we do as a civilization. But for some reason, when it comes to athletes, we have to fucking pretend like it's so goddamn hard to untangle that you're just a fucking person who does an athletic event really well and you're really shitty outside of it. So that's what I'm fucking tired of. And I'm sorry if it seems like I'm angry at you, but it's a really fucking widespread societal failure, and I don't think it's that fucking hard to do. Well, it's, it's very much the same as the arguments that were made around Michael Jackson. You know? Mm. It was, it was mm-hmm. difficult to square in one's head. It was difficult to square away. Mm-hmm. I dig this dude's music. I've dug his music for a long time. Mm-hmm. All I've ever heard is he helps children, and he loves the children, and he loves, you know, right. and he wants to give money to the poor right. people, and he's a humanitarian. And then it's like, hey, P.S., dude's been diddling kids. And now you got to square that yeah. with everything else see, that I he still did. Si- see, I still sing Michael Jackson songs. Right. I still love Michael Jackson's music. And there's, right. there's the issue. And that's that's a conflict inside everybody. Yeah, yeah that's all I'm saying. Who but doesn't I- moonwalk still? Does that mean you're a child toucher? No, no. You I like the music, not. but there's a difference in saying like, yes, I enjoy Michael Jackson's music, but I can also have a rational conversation about the really flawed aspects of his humanity versus people who are like, Michael Jackson's a fucking saint, and that's the fine line okay. that we can't really have. Just most so you people know. don't right. fall yeah. into that camp of so I know. can have a conversation like that. Just, a lot of people are real fucking irrational. Just so you know, I started the conversation conversation with saying these people don't deserve this, and I said Armstrong should be in jail and in prison for his. Lying, his horrible shit that he's done. I am aware. Here's the sad thing, and this is just the commentary I had. The sad thing is there are some people dying of cancer right now that would love to think that this wasn't, this was just a dream and this isn't the most horrible human being on the planet. I would love to have somebody else's story come out, but I fear what will happen when someone else's story comes out about some success and well haven't you ever haven't part. you i mean there's there's a multitude of stories throughout the throughout fucking life or whatever have you yeah where there's like a grandparent on their deathbed right and like their favorite grandkid that they just love to death does some fucking horrible shit and it's like let's just not tell him right let him right. die let him die right. in peace and not know that his favorite grandson is a rapist or right, whatever right. like let him remember that his favorite grandson Which ran the Which I feel like is such a fucking paradox, though, because a lot of those people... Well, it's about, it's about that preserving no, of the memory. Can we just you know fucking, what I mean? I get that, but let's fucking walk it through, okay? Do, for a lot of those people, they believe in some sort of afterlife, right? Am I wrong? Oh, okay, that's probably, that's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so in that afterlife, they're hanging around with a fucking omnipotent, omnipresent being who knows about everything, right? Mm-hmm. So if we're just fucking extending it logically, right? it's, again... I'm just going to fucking lie to myself and then lie to this person because the fucking person that you're preserving the peace for is going to find out that you lied to them. So, like, if I am the person that's going to then lie to the about the grandchild being a fuck up to the to you know my parent on their deathbed, okay? I'm Omission of truth. Do you no, count that as a lie? Fucking, can we just fucking... All right, all right. I'm just kidding. That's I'm a just, different conversation. Then all, all right, of a ahead. sudden, if you go to heaven, okay, what I'm right. projecting is you're going to be there with your fucking parent. They're going to be like, why didn't you tell me this kid was a fucking failure on my deathbed? How come you fucking lied to me when I was about to go out? That's what I'm imagining. That's what I'm imagining. I'm imagining getting up to heaven and not actually having any peace because they're like, why did you treat me like a piece of shit, like a fucking idiot, just because I'm dying? You think I don't want the truth? Huh? You think I'm a fucking fragile piece of shit? I've lived my whole life as a fucking hard 
hardened human being. So that's what I'm saying. I'm really saying is we are basically dancing around the fact that a large part of, I don't really want to say the human condition, um, but I think it is a part of the human condition, and I think it's exacerbated within Western culture, is the sense and the need to be confront when you're confronted with a really hard truth that it's tough to reconcile. Absolutely. The immediate right? yeah. instinct is to say, how can I cover this and bury this? And what I'm saying is, uh, if human society is to ever advance past the utterly depressing point that it's in right now, okay? Motherfuckers is going to need to get the fuck over that, all right? That, you, you're gonna need, me motherfuckers going to need to grow up and be like, I need to just fucking deal with truth because that's what fucking adult human beings do. And I need fucking hundreds of millions of motherfuckers to do that every day, consistently, forever. If anybody has a fucking chance of living a somewhat not utterly forever depressing life. Can I throw some science at you? Justin and I uh, both read this uh, the it's same not, book. You are not so smart. Is the name of the book. Man, you don't tell me about everybody getting smart every year and that bullshit again, dude. No, no, no. no that's not that's even that's what that, I'm saying. No, not, no, no. That's, that's not, not the book at all. That's not what I'm saying book. is that in the book, and you, and you can read up on. I, this is not just in the book. You can read this all over the place. There's many scientific studies wherein the human brain, uh, you you. One believes that they believe what they do because that just makes the most goddamn sense, and they have considered all possible options and said, okay, I've looked at the playing field as I see it, and I have picked out the winning card that works for me. And they believe that we do this every second of the day. Exactly. And they believe that when new playing cards are added to the deck, they look at it, they pick it up, they compare it with their current card and go, no, I'm sticking with my current card. That card still does not make as much sense. When in reality, what your brain does is pick up that new card and go, I'm sticking with my old card because all other cards are bullshit. Because I need to feel good about that decision. It's it. The brain is an asshole and it's an egotist and it doesn't want to ever be wrong. So, so how when, do you evolve past that? I, I, I'm not saying you do. I'm no, I know. No, 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 no. That's what I'm asking. I'm I know, asking how I know. you push past that. I know. That's literally my whole well, well, point. Well, like I got the fucking study, man. My point is pushing past that. Right. And I'm not. I, I get it. I accept your premise. Well, if I can, if I can have. So what, <laughs> dude? You are getting so frustrated, man. Yes. Let's, no shit, I am. Yeah. I, let's like, have a conversation. We, we are, but yelling. don't act like I can't be You're fucking yelling. frustrated by the conversation. I mean, God you damn. I, I really I, wish you weren't Jesus. yelling all the time about God. it because I feel like this is the exact problem. Whatever. Is because. We could have a fucking conver- a rational conversation where nobody's yelling at each other. Whatever, dude. Keep going. Make your point. Keep going. Jesus. Keep going. I'm trying. So what I'm saying is that, yes, a- having having done a lot of research on this kind of thing about butting up against things I don't agree with, I have started to recognize that. And when I see it, it's weird to me because I squ- I'm trying to square with myself because I don't really know because it's our fucking brain. And you, you, you are basically your fucking brain. And when I come across stuff that I'm like, that doesn't agree with everything I know to be true. I think to myself, am I dismissing it because of my own mental bias or is this actually bullshit? That is a difficult Let's also thing. Point out the and fact that would be that that's that how you America move on. in particularly, very uniquely as a culture, is one of the most neurotic anxiety societies on the fucking planet right now. There are some really unique things to America that are not fucking as widespread internationally as we like to think, okay? As fucking John Kerry testified in his Secretary of State ceremony, the most fucking powerful nation on earth is paralyzed by an almost inexplicable anxiety of everyday fucking life because you have been so 
a fucking lazy and just afraid to confront truth as a culture for decades upon decades upon decades upon decades that now when you have really been backed into a fucking corner i gotta listen to fucking scientific studies about this and scientific studies about that that are all just saying the same point which is your grandparents were a bunch of fucking cowards who couldn't really face truth all right for the most part and then they had some kids and they passed on the same fucking shitty legacy to them too okay and then they having kids and they pass on the same shitty legacy to them too. So the richest motherfuckers in the world have the worst psychology in the world. Let's be really honest about what we're talking about here. There's a lot of things that are unique to Western culture that are not found in Eastern culture. So when you talk about that science, who are the fucking people that they're talking about when they have those fucking... The brain. Studies? No, it's, but it's when so much of the, the fucking brain. studies in one, that we point to in Western society are done with only fucking white upper class people. Usually. That's how, like, breast cancer research, all the fucking breast cancer studies for decades were just white upper class women. That's it. So I don't want to fucking hear about your goddamn brain point, man. You don't even have a fucking real good pool of fucking people to choose from. You know why? Because you don't give a fuck about fucking poor people. So I don't want to hear this shit, Mitch, because it's just a bunch of apologetic how you, bullshit. How do you know? How do you know that it's that it's that, what the study is with all the studies throughout time? How do you know that's not just look? From an evolutionary standpoint, from fucking think about cavemen standpoint, that's how the brain should work. The brain should not be concerned with right or wrong. So what are you going to do, bro? Opinion. What do you do? I know how the brain works. Everybody knows how the brain works. Son. Right. So and at I'm some point, telling what you, do you do at some I'm point? Do you, I, you don't I, tell, you're not telling me anything. I you're did. Just a bunch of I fucking said, excuses. no, I'm not. I did, in fact, say that it's when I come across facts or even stories that don't agree with the mold of how I'm understanding a given subject. How did your brain... I think to myself, am I dismissing this because it's bullshit, or am I doing it because I have a cognitive bias because that's how the here's brain my, works? Here, no, no, and it's I not here's how the brain works. How did your brain get the way that it did, Mitch? Where did your biases come it's from? It's called priming. Where did your biases come from, Mitch? Did they just get fucking birthed in you innately, inherently? No. Or did a fucking society that you were birthed in prime you from every fucking day that you were alive to reach the places that you did? You're fucking being so passive and abstract in this conversation. Ruppel, go ahead. I'm scared. I here, here, A lot of screaming here, and yelling. A lot, lot of screaming. Sorry. Uh, this is my Monday. I... <laughs> Here, here's here's my example for my own life. Here's my example for my own life. All right, uh, one of my one of my college coaches, one of my high school coaches, uh, my tennis coach, uh, gave me books to read on Zen and and trying to calm my mind and being a good uh, mentor to me and was is very kind to me and did a lot of great things and. Then he got fired for telling uh, one of the girls who was in his uh, gym class. Uh, she went up and asked what her bra looked like. Uh, yeah, she was trying to get a grade marked up. And he said some inappropriate things and he was fired. So in my head, now I've got to justify, okay, I didn't believe what they said about what he said. 
because I was primed by him with some very good wisdom. Oh, he said some nice things. He did some really good things for me. So my tendency was not to believe the first thing that comes out. Sure. Albeit that happens in everybody's life. Uh, You know, you're driving in your car. Turns out Volkswagens are the most dangerous cars on the road. Well, I've been in a Volkswagen for six years, and I've never been in any problems. That's priming. And it doesn't matter if it comes from society or from your own behavior. Something is going to get into your head before the opportunity comes up. So priming in my my example with Michael Jackson or Lance Armstrong, these are two guys I enjoyed watching until the fallout came. And then you have to go back and try to justify now is what I feel now is that because is is there nothing to be taken good from the situation? Should all the points that they made without those ulterior things that happened in their life, should those points still be considered? Or is everything for naught and nothing is real and everything is a lie? Sure. Because sure. what happens well, is... Well, the lesson of fighting against uh, what ails you and fighting against your, uh, you know, beating back the bar and so on and so forth... That's a that's a universal. It doesn't matter. You know what I mean? It, it, in that regard, like even if that's not true the, in his situation, it's still good advice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a it's a logical fallacy and there's to the problem, to there's the dismiss all, the advice simply yeah. because of who he is. Well, there's the problem we all come to, and I think that's that's a, that's a real issue. Is that uh, more and more with the information age and the quote unquote truth being a little easier to access. Uh, the the people who are going behind enemy lines and pulling stuff back out from the establishments and trying to get it out there how much of it is is everything a lie is, is everything bullshit because the more you know the more you find out you don't know you know what i mean right like, right right is there anything that you can hold true at all because my question then becomes if i look hard enough in anything oh i don't know if i want to there, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we're all comics, right? Teddy, who was your favorite comic growing up? Uh, Chappelle. Chappelle. Wait, growing up? Yeah, he was growing up the same. That's that's right. I saw Chappelle 15. I went and saw Chappelle when I was in middle school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 15, right, 14. Right, right. So yours, Mitch? Uh, Cosby, Carlin Pryor. Right. So when we were growing up, we wanted to be like these guys and have a great career where we're all, you know, loved and cherished and all this shit. And it doesn't matter which one of those guys we just but said. But Cosby drugged a chick and tried to molest her on his Jenny, couch. Yeah, uh, Jenny shot himself in the face. Richard Jenny shot himself. himself. Richard Pryor has a long list of uh, of sins, if you will. Carlin seems the worst he had was a small yeah, drug problem that my, he admitted here, to. Here's my question. Now. My question is, it's like, uh, at what point do we go... Uh, is there anybody to take example from? Because I still look for it. Because I, sure, I consider sure, myself sure. pretty unknowledgeable in the world like i don't I don't know much for okay. sure i guess i really don't think it's that hard of a fucking question because the fucking first thing that you do is you look at your parents okay oh well let me see what's what with my parents your fucking kids kids imitate everything around them we know that human beings are imitative creatures okay the first thing that you're going to imitate are your parents or the people that you think are your parents so if your parents have some sort of functional relationship that's going to be the structure that you will then learn to imitate things within okay one parent's is functional one's functional you're going to learn to imitate things within that structure all right so it always it always 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 
always builds out from there. If your parental units are fucking dysfunctional, then from there on, you're going to have to forever have to hard, you're going to have to work hard to counteract the hardwired dysfunction mm-hmm. that's built into your brain. Absolutely. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that's why, like, when I hear all the fucking science studies, I get it, but I also understand that everyone is dysfunctional from birth because it's very rare to have two functional people meet up with each other and then put up functional confines for a child to fucking live within. And sure. then even within those functional confines, you're still going to hit dysfunction and you're still going to have to do things as parents, okay? Sure. So in that regard... If your parent, you, you have to wrestle at the very beginning with the fact that, oh, my parents aren't the gods that I think, they, excuse me, that I think they are. My mother isn't the god that I think she is. My father isn't the god they think they are. They are both of them. If you sure. are in the same sex household, you know, my father's or my mother's, whatever. Sure. All right. If you can't wrestle with that, then the game's fucking over from then on out. Well, most people don't. And that's why the world is terrible. <laughs> most people are too terrified. If we, they, that's, just and wait, that's just, why the world just sucks. Wait, just wait one and second. And that's why it sucks. Well, here's, here's, here's my theory. You want my theory, Teddy? Go ahead. You want to hear my theory? I'm, I'm very interested. You're going to hate this. It's love. That's the reason. Yeah. Because here's the problem. We want to... I think you actually just... Go ahead. Just, just here's no, you, You're not even going to... Teddy's tuned me out, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I have not tuned you out, but go ahead, please. That was rude, but go ahead. No, because you've been not looking at me and like... Huffing I'm looking at you. Mitch. I'm not tuning you out. Just because I don't want to look at you doesn't mean I'm not tuning you out. So go ahead. There are people in my life I really care about. Really, really care about. So much so that I'd put my life on the line to be in front of them. Okay? It, to stop whatever comes there. Well, I appreciate you doing that for me. Uh, always, always, Mitch. Turtles all the way down. Uh, this, that part, that part of me that loves you and you and my mom and my dad and my fiance and my best friends and all that shit, that part overlooks the errors I know they do. Okay, so it overlooks that constantly. And for me to have kinship, which on Laszlo's hierarchy of needs is number one, feeling as if you fit in somewhere and you are accepted. Uh, we almost need that more than air and water. That's like the second. If you if you leave somebody alone forever, no no human contact whatsoever, they will die. If you if you have a baby fed by a bottle that yeah, has yeah, no yeah. human contact, they'll die. Yeah. You need other people. Yeah. You need some sort of warmth and companionship. Eventually, you need it. The question is, we as we as loving people tend to overlook the bad things and hype up the good things so in which we can continue to be next to one another. So what happens when you can't do that? Because the bad things are so bad. Well, then you don't love them. Then and then what happens? Well, then Then you move on. on. And then what happens to the world when you move? That's my point to you that you don't want to fucking wrestle with. What happens when you move on from your family because they're a bunch of fucking bad, dysfunctional people and you extrapolate that to a whole world full of people that don't love and have moved on? Then what do you have? What do you have? I'm, well, I'm missing you don't have question. that situation because that's not the case. Whatever. I'm going to the restroom. Keep talking. All right. Well, I got happier things to talk about, so All maybe right. we'll we'll talk about happier things. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. We're we're hitting a strange wall. So you know, I don't. I certainly don't want a podcast filled with everybody yelling at each other. So you know, we can move on to happier stuff. You know, there's sure. no reason to go on with this if it's if we're just gonna it butt was, heads left and right. So. It was sunny today. 
It yeah, yeah, it kind of was. A little bit cold. A little yeah, bit cold. It's been ridiculously cold lately. Wind. For Southern California especially, it's been like, you know, two, three layers of clothing kind of shit. I mean, I'm a giant pussy in, yeah. in regards to weather. No, I can feel myself getting sick. It's like, oh, it's below 60. I don't know. But you're I'm... from Seattle. I know. That's how, Where it's much, cold that's how and much of a piece of a shit yeah. I am, dude. But you have, you, you've you reached the three-year mark. Yeah, that's the three-year mark. The three-year mark is when you become a weather actually, pussy. The temperature yeah, yeah. actually comes up. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just three years living in Southern California, you will turn into a temperature pussy. It just it's just a thing I've noticed. It's like <laughs> I don't care. You know, I've known people that move from fucking Canada. Three years, it hits below like sixty, and they're like, Jesus, it's cold. Yeah. You're like you fucking lived for twenty years in Canada. By the way, if there's anybody listening to this in another state right now and wants to kill us because we're having this conversation, <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, I want to drive an ice pick down my own eye. Yeah, this. yeah, this it's is fine. I look. I, I'll I just realize what a horrible person I sound like by saying that. I yeah, realize. yeah. It's it. Look, but but the thing is, there are better cities for living. We just the only thing that L.A. really has going for that for it is nature. As soon as humans get involved, the whole thing falls apart. <laughs> but like all the great things are just like what nature. If you could just level the thing and start over, we'd probably be better off. But uh, you know, so your traffic in a different city, I guarantee you, it's better. Uh, uh, probably a, a, a gr- definite lack of graffiti in comparison. Uh, probably a lower crime rate. There's probably a lot of things. Oh, I'll tell you. Uh, you, know, you know what's you funny? There's with. there's more crime on oneself in Seattle than there is amongst other people. You know what I mean? Like cutting. Oh, and sure, suicides. sure, sure. Yeah, 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 suicides yeah, 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 are the number yeah. one there cause a, of death. There are in a lot of. Uh, there are a lot of uh, lot masochistic of, lot, behaviors out there. A lot of people yeah. looking yeah. for the comet coming on the other side of the moon. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. it's the uh, black hole. What's the sun? Won't you come? <laughs> uh, what was the, the wash away all the rain? The argument I heard the other day uh, was: uh, you cut yourself because you're you want to at least take control of the pain. <laughs> Which I was like, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. That's uh, and like I don't know why I'm laughing. I think it's because you laugh, but like you know what I mean. That's yeah. it's, it's poetically, it's poetically you genius. Do, you do it's realize like, I'm gonna be in pain anyway. I may as well be the source. You realize of it. you just did an, a Goo Goo Dolls song. Oh God! No, yeah, no, no, no. please just to know that is a rip off of Nine Inch Nails right there. And I don't want the world yeah, to yeah, see yeah. me. Oh God, I hate that song. Because I don't. Again, it was a rip off. He ripped off. He ripped off Nine Nails, man. Which song? Uh, 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 I cut myself, or I hurt myself today, just to, myself. just to feel, uh, just to see if I see, could feel. Yeah. It, That's right. It's, it's, it's yeah, you bleed just to know. You right, we know can't that say guy called. This. You know that guy called Resner. He was like, "What do you? What should I throw in here?" And he's like, "I don't know. Just you bleed just to know you're alive. Leave me alone. I'm, yeah, just, I'm writing my own sad songs. Listen, I'm, busy, I'm busy. I'm working on a double album right now. If I'm you don't busy. mind, I've got 48 songs in the burner. I, I need to go. Oh, go fuck yourself, Goo Goo Doll. <laughs> The name of that album, the saddest thing is like the name of that album was Dizzy Up the Girl. Dizzy Up the Girl, that's right. Just like, get a bitch drunk. Baby's black balloon makes us so God. Almost fell into a hole in my life. I'm sad that you know anything at all. Oh, are you kidding? Nicolas Cage movies in the 1990s? I'm so sad about that. I'll take Nicolas Cage for 700, Alex. Oh, man. (laughs) 
All right, moving on to happier uh, news, if you will. Uh, let's see, let's see, happier news. Oh, here we go. This is a uh, this is a uh, uh, internet based release, a, a sort of a cover band called My Dick, wherein he replaces uh, one word of a song's title with "dick" and sings about his dick. There's, for instance, "Imagine My Dick." Um, the way my dick is. Fields of dick. Uh, dancing in my dick. Dick on my list. Everybody dick tonight. Do they know it's my dick? Don't go breaking my dick. More than my dick. Does he actually make the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes- no, uh, Imagine My Dick is pretty good. Uh, I was listening to this earlier. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a real thing that's happening. I'm skipping ahead where he starts singing about his dick. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, feel free to check that out at uh, mydickband.bandhamp.com. It's a genius idea. I'm sort of jealous. That's that's one of he's those, like, like... He's like the dumb man's Weird Al Dickovich. Hey, there you go. Hey, uh, fantastic. That's... that's uh, Horrible. I should Yeah, apologize. good times. So, uh, you, you may have heard Facebook uh, slowly rolling out the graph search thing. What? Yeah, I'm not what really is sure what that's all about. It seems like another really dumb... Well, I, I signed up on the beta, so it's in my Facebook now. I can actually show you how it works. But um, the idea is that you can do these these uh, custom searches across all of Facebook using natural language queries. So someone with an early uh, release version of it decided they'd have a lot of fun uh, with sort of ironic searches and or dichotomy searches. So this is actual Facebook graph searches uh, .tumblr.com. Uh, for instance, mothers of Jews who like bacon. That's that's a thing you can search for. Mothers of Jews who like married bacon. people who like prostitutes. <laughs> what? And you can actually click a link to see these people's spouses, as you can see down in the corner, as he highlighted there. Uh, current Tesco employees who like horses. All right. Okay. Uh, current employers of current employers of people who like racism. Oh, so wait a second. So this is basically a graph. Graphing your likes and dislikes, and then people can search, and then people can search. You know, they can micro-target various segments of uh, people who enjoy things, who like other things. Right. So these are these are places that people who like racism work for: the U.S. Air Force, Target, McDonald's, Alpha Biofuels, Expressway, Touchless Car Wash. Tough Uh, break for the car wash. Yeah. Uh, Spouses of married people who like Ashley Mary uh, Ashley Madison, the famous uh, "Life is Short, Have an Affair." Mothers of the Catholics from Italy who like Durex condoms. That's uh, that's a interesting search. Family uh-huh. members uh-huh. of people who live in China and like Falun Gong. Uh, people who like focus on the family and Neil Patrick Harris. I feel like that would probably be a surprising amount of people who probably don't know he's gay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> clearly. They don't, uh, they don't believe it, that they believe it's a uh, publicity stunt. He's got to <laughs> be straight. I mean, you see the acting job he does on mm-hmm. How I Met Your Mother? That can't be gay. That's not a gay man. No I like him too much. How's this one? Islamic men interested in men who live in Tehran, Iran. And so, you can click to see places they've worked. Those are some real bold motherfuckers. Hey, you know, we already have something like this. It's called cable television. Single women who live nearby who are interested in men and like getting drunk. Now, that's a search I intend to do on my it's own. It's just a really... Well. I mean, I just I don't understand whatever Zuckerberg is, is thinking with his... Uh, 
He's thinking more money. I mean, it's, I mean, it's always. He's it's, thinking more I mean, money. again, anyone who thinks Facebook is anything other than a wet dream for marketers and advertisers is just is. I mean, that's what it's all boiled down to. Every every release of anything new that comes out is just how, how can, can we, we market it? How yeah. can we better, more specific? Where's Bill Hicks when we need him? If you're getting it free, you're not uh, a customer. You're the product being sold. That's the general rule on the internet. Wow. Mm-hmm. There you go. If you're getting it for free, you're the product being sold. So basically, any porn site you go to that's free, you're just looking at ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Put now, that now I, that was board. not my quote, but feel that's free to great. put it on the board. But it's basically, it's it's. I mean, it was said probably five years ago on I think Metafilter or something like that. And since then, there's been you know shitloads of you know sort of scandals, if you will, like different sites getting bought out by other sites or suddenly changing their terms of service or cha- changing how they function and people getting like all up in arms. And it's kind of like, dude. Once again, you need to remember that golden rule. If you realize that you are the product being sold, then you understand everything that happens with Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr, any of those fucking things. As soon as you pay for it, you're a customer, and then you can bitch and complain. Until right. then, you're yeah, not the you customer. You don't get a right You're to the bitch, reason right. it's free. The reason it's free is so that marketers can talk to you. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's good weird. times. That's weird to think about. Here's uh, 14 wonderful words. With no English equivalent. Uh, this does not include schadenfreude, by the way. Because uh, probably that's too well known. Um, this is one is Georgian. Shamama Jamo. You know when you're really full, but your meal is just so delicious you can't stop eating it? The Georgians feel your pain. This word means I accidentally ate the whole thing. Mm. Shamama Jamo. I, I'm probably Jamo. not saying that right. S H E M O M E D J A M O. Shimama the that Jungle. Sounds that sounds like, like Shimama the Jungle. That sounds like so, a Michael Jackson ad. Be a Russian. Yeah, Shimama the Jungle. Let's see. Your friend bites into a pipe, a piece of piping hot pizza, then opens his mouth and sort of tilts his head around, making an ah noise. The Ghanaians have a word for that. More specifically, it means to move hot food around your mouth, and it is palinti. You've had palinti. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I like how these are all very much so food Eastern related. European and African <laughs> based. And that's good. Yeah, and mostly food. Yeah. And and what's what's funny is it looks like each one of these words is what's said with a full mouth. Yeah. Of food. These yeah. all <laughs> look like onomatopoeia. Hey, hey! Did you There's, have enough food, Aramir? The, the Scots. The Scots have a a nearly onomatopoeic word for that panicky hesitation just before you have to introduce someone whose name you can't quite remember, and it's tartle. <laughs> Tartle. I'm not sure if it's like a verb or an adjective. You tartled. Now, tartling. Now or something tartling like that. right yeah. now. You want to hear? I'm having a bit of a tartle. You want to hear the worst story I have about that? This oh, is, this is really bad. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think myself uh, to be any that anybody knew who I was in high school at all. And then my senior year, uh, because I was on video productions, I got somehow I, I somehow kind of edged out like the other six people running for the commencement speech. So that means I got to sit in with the people who were doing the graduation ceremony, like the the valedictorians, all the people who actually accomplished something in high school. I sat in with them, and they're like, all right, this is what we're going to do for graduation, and then Justin's going to speak, and then we'll start the graduation. So I'm in there, and I'm, I'm my ego's running high, right? I was selected by the people, da 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 And I'm looking around, and I notice the valedictorians are some people I barely even recognize. Like, I didn't even know they went to this school. That's how involved they were, right? I go to Safeway for lunch off campus, and I see one of the girls who was 
in there with me, and I can't remember her name. And I thought it was Jennifer. Oh. So I go, hey, this is, this is, I'm not even making this up. This is fucking real. I go, hey, Jennifer, right? And she goes, it's Jessica. And I go, I'm sorry. My friends are with me. They'll prove, they'll prove this is true. I go, right. Just, it's sorry. Uh, Justin. She's like, yeah, I know. I was like, right. Okay. Uh, so how's your afternoon going? She's like, pretty good. Pretty good. How about yours? And, uh, I was like, well, I just got done with that, uh, uh, with that meeting that they called everybody down for, for the, uh, for the graduation. She's like, I know I was sitting two seats away from you. I'm like, right. I know. Isn't that crazy? Like, uh, uh, I was like, uh, it's funny that we haven't run into each other, uh, before that point. I mean, like I, I, I was thinking, you know, myself in there, I was like, wow, I don't even know any of these people. And she's like, well, we have third and fourth period together. And my friends are watching. No, my friends are watching this in terror because it gets fucking worse. I go, right. Well, you must be on the other side of the room. She's like, no, I sit two seats in front of you. Okay, great. (laughs) Uh, And I was like, wait a second, Uh, Jessica. I saw a moving truck on my street this week, and this is this is true. I was like, did I see you getting in and out of the truck? Were you guys just moving into my neighborhood? Oh, God. And she goes, actually, we're moving out. Oh, Jesus. Damn, son. And I go, that must have been quick, because I've lived there for three years. And she oh, goes, no. I welcomed you into the neighborhood <sighs> four years ago. Wow. Wow. And there, and at this point, I look back for my friends. They've all just like wandered off aimlessly because it was good friends. The biggest foot and mouth syndrome I've ever had in my life. No pussy even, for you. Uh, to the valedictorian, uh, valedictorian of Skyline High School. I apologize. I don't even know her name. Still, how fucking horrible a human being am I? <laughs> it's not Jessica. I st- no, I don't know. It's not Jessica. I'm sure it's not Mitch because that's my instinct. My instinct would be to say Jessica. But I don't. I wouldn't follow my instinct because I'm I'm st- I'm stupid, right, and right. Uh, short-term memory is a bit of an issue. Mm. And Damn. long-term, that is the way. I, I don't think I've ever heard that many consecutive. <laughs> it was cons- It was <laughs> it in a row like a about six dominoes, yeah. like dominoes. That's, just fo- oh, it was. That's oh, brutal. I don't want that. You that's brutal. That. I mean, I mean, you would have thought by the time that you reached the neighborhood fiasco. Stop. Yeah, just stop. Well, I was looking for the saving grace. I was like, well, I still notice you no, live near yeah, me. It's a mistake. There was yeah, no grace no, at that point. No. <laughs> you just got to walk away, bro. Grace Buy her gone. a croissant sandwich and then walk away. <laughs> That's all you It can was do. actually the Chinese. I don't know if you've had this. Safeway has like Chinese food. We, I have Have you guys had a Safeway? Uh, Safeways were uh, original, sort of fading away in Texas. When Kroger, I, a Kroger, Kroger. Yep. Yeah, I'm Kroger. familiar with Kroger. Kroger. Kroger's. Kroger's. I've not had Safeway Chinese food. If that's, what I would asking. actually or not even buy grocery Chinese. store Chinese. I would not. Food. I would. I probably not buy. Uh, I almost bought some uh, uh, General Sals from Ralph's, but then I realized it was Ralph's. <laughs> oh, Ralph's General Sals. And then I passed Ralph's on that. brand. So General I Sals. stuck with the boneless chicken pieces instead, uh, and that made me feel better about myself. Look, I've had the rotisserie and chicken poverty, Ralph's. I that like I that. Uh, a little bit of French bread, but other than that, all right. No, not this so is a, this is a weird question. What store brand knockoffs like will Jeopardy. will you buy? You know what I mean? Like I was at Ralph's today. Oh, like any of them? I don't have. They had. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm literally had, just talking about their fresh food. Like, like as far as like, oh, I'm going to grab this and just eat it. Like the rotisserie chicken and the fresh bread are about the only well, two things. I mean, like the, right next to each other today, they had Mio, those little drips you put, the drops you put uh, yeah, into yeah, yeah. a drink. And Katie yeah, loves yeah. those. And then right next to them, for a dollar cheaper, was Ralph's, 
Are, is Ralph's really making their own? Yeah, yeah. Well, See, that's when I get suspicious, where I'm like, there are some things that I don't mind supporting. That's what I'm saying. The what, grocery brand on which one? But like, really, the line. Where do you draw the line? Like. I'm not, I don't fuck around. Like it's not called Corona; it's called Barona. Yeah, you know, like, like, like by yeah, Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> grocery, grocery, uh, ge- like like a uh, fucking generic uh, pharmacy medications. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Robitussin on that one. Okay, you're gonna go I'm with not, the Tussin. I'm always gonna go with the Tussin. The tussin. I'm always and forever gonna go with the Tussin. He's a Tussin because y'all motherfuckers that be running that generic shit don't know what guafenicin is all about. Okay, you can't put a price on real guafenicin. Uh, <laughs> guafenicin. Well, is there, is, what it is? there is it. What it is? It's the main ingredient. Isn't fucking guaf innocent is what just ah knock it out, baby. You got a broken bone. I will bone. say this: there is an guaf there innocent. is an FDA uh, regulation that you can't uh, make knockoff drugs that don't uh, have that aren't identical um, in every way, or at least functionally, I should say, functionally yes, identical to the thing that it's replacing. I'm merely just talking about medicine. Medicine, sure. Like sure, you can sure. get the only thing I will I'll say this though: what I will do, I'll buy the Ralph's brand Advil and put it in a real Advil bottle because I don't want to have that conversation with somebody who needs. Met, like right. me, so as a headache. Way, you really don't have faith in Advil from Ralph's. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm you're fine me. with it. No, no, he no, does, no. Here's the problem. No, no, no. The other no, no, no. Here's no, the problem. You don't want to have a conversation and show them a Ralph's Advil bottle and they'd be like, the fuck are you skimping on the Advil for? That's <laughs> because saying, I'm going right? to run into somebody like you. Where I can, so you're, you're telling like, me that you have no faith in the product. Shout out no, no, to Mitch no. Hedberg. No, no, no. <laughs> got no faith in the product. No, so, no, hold on. No, here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying, right? <laughs> Teddy, you got a headache, and you go, yo, man, I'm, I really need some Advil for my headache. Why you wouldn't just get high, I don't know. But let's suppose this is a day you don't yeah. get high um, and you got a headache. Let's do that. And you say, I, I could go for some Advil. And I grab the Advil bottle and hand it to you. Thank you for the Advil. All, we're done, right? But let's say I hand you, you know, CVS Pharmacy Green Pills. Now you can be like, uh, yo, you don't got no Advil? Fuck it. And if I was like... Let's run through the conversation. Well, now they're, they're functionally... The okay, all right, all right, go ahead. So here you go, CVS brand Green Pills. Yo, what's up with the CVS Advil, bro? It's functionally the same as Advil. It's just $1.50 cheaper. Why didn't you see the regular Advil? Because I want to save the buck fifty. Now, have you put? Let's say, let's say you put it in the fucking the regular Apple bottle, right? That's what he's saying. Let's say you put it, you put it in the regular Apple bottle. Because I don't want to have that. conversation. So why? So like, why? Why I'm saying, son? Why did you just? Why he doesn't want to have the conversation that's yeah, happening right saying, now? Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's what I'm saying. You I'm got fine no with it right now. Product. I'm you fine got, with it right listen, now. If you gonna make the purchase and you're not gonna tell somebody, I made this purchase. You're not gonna stand behind your purchase. Why am I gonna take your fucking suspicious ass dubious medicine? Okay, I'm not gonna swallow that, son. Uh huh. If you can't. Even testify for the own tra- label. I can. You can't I was saying, though, because you, you just told me that you gonna put it in a fucking functionally identical. Rubble. Did he not just tell me he's gonna try to okie doke me? Yes. So you, gonna, so you gonna fucking tell me that you got faith in it? All right, let's go, go back go. to the conversation. So, so you lying to me right now? So I'm, why am I gonna take medicine? You gonna lie to honest, me and yourself and your own home? Response. I'm gonna take your medicine. Honest response. I oh gave you the God, CVS son. green pills. You said, <laughs> you said, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Right. Right. And I say. Uh, it's just a cheaper brand of Advil. It's the CVS brand, but they're functionally identical by FDA law. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so it has why the same. The regular Advil, son. Because it's cheaper to buy this. You ain't got no money for no regular Advil, son. You skimping <laughs> on medicine? Sometimes you're like, oh, I only got a fiver on me, and I want forty pills. CVS brand ibuprofen. So you can just get less stores. pills for better quality. Have conversations like this at home. Well, no, the quality's the same with your loved ones. It clearly they're, isn't. Yeah, they're the same. 
So they just don't. They Advil spends a lot more money on marketing their Advil than CVS does on their okay, so generic ibuprofen. Let me tell you this: it's all about marketing, sir. Would you ever take these pills and just put them in a normal Advil bottle and try and pass them off as one of the same? Uh, to avoid conversations like this, I often do. Now, that. why are you trying to avoid the conversation? Because uh, when somebody's got a headache, they're very irritable, and uh, uh, yeah, because they don't want to take no <laughs> bogus ass medicine. You fucking like fraudulent ass motherfucker! God damn, son! Satan, you, you are, are fucking bogus. fraud, son! God damn, you are <laughs> fraud, son! You are fraud. Apparently, Teddy. Actually, by the way, right now in my cabinet is the actual CVS bottle. In my car, however, it's Advil. These debates brought to you by Justin Ruppel, <laughs> the biggest son. asshole guest straight riffin has ever seen. You're fraud. Oh, you're invoking, not even close. Invoking Believe anger. Believe me, you're not even close. Fraud. Son. That wasn't even real anger, I don't think. No, 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 no. I don't know. I've I don't know. Are you, are you genuinely upset I've that ser- I I've might put I've ibupro- ser- generic ibuprofen in an Advil bottle? Son, you ain't, you ain't, you're living a lie, son. You're living a lie, son. I, I, you, you, you literally already. want me to swallow a lie. <laughs> Literally. No, because I would tell you the truth. No, you wouldn't. Because if you go tell me the truth, you wouldn't put that medicine in a fake ass bottle, you fraud. It's not fake, it's a real bottle. Tell me the truth. It's a real bottle. You ain't telling nobody. You don't even know what truth is. How the fuck are you going to tell somebody (laughs) the truth? You don't even know what it is. Let me ask you something. Have you ever tried to reason with a woman who has a raging headache? Huh? Yeah. No. Have you ever, you ever tried to reason with a woman? (laughs) Like, you you don't have to ask. You could start from there, but I'm saying when they got headaches, man, you know. If I was like, oh, it's generic, it's functionally identical by FDA law. And then what happens as, you know, when the headache's gone and they realize what you tried to do to pacify them? That's when destruction happens. Right. So you ever, you ever see, that's, you ever the, see the that's, guy, that's ever what see, I get for trying to be a frugal man so I can guys? afford a place to live in so she got a bed to sleep in you ever see the guys when she got go the in, headache. You ever see the guys who go in and buy the CZs and he's like, I'll replace it with a diamond later. It's, it's, a CZ. it's like for an engagement ring. Right, hey, right, right. Listen. She doesn't know. And unless she takes it in to get appraised, she won't know. You're building a house of cards, son. <laughs> One fake ass Advil Your at a time. Writing checks. Your I gotta I gotta grab. say, I wonder how many women get a diamond ring and take it in to get appraised just to them. check. All of them is the all correct answer. Really? We gotta put all oh, of them. Yeah. Really? Oh, oh, yeah. How do you Yo, fucking yeah. every day that how every do time we do this podcast, that? I how think that you, you s- know about women no. and then you how do you uh, here's what the, how do you square that with your conscience? With who's because you? you know that you're dealing with a bunch of fake-ass frauds who put a bunch of fake-ass Advil in <laughs> bottles that you know ain't real Advil, you fucking fraud with your cubic zirconian ass. <laughs> I'm just saying, morally, I don't know how you square that with Rubble, yourself. Rubble, go ahead and tell us, man. Let's say you find out, oh, no, this is an absolutely real diamond. So you just go, I'm not going to tell then him I had it good. appraised, but I of know course. it is. I'm yeah. doing my due diligence. But then the, the flip side is, let's say you find out it's cubic zirconia, you go back and go, this ain't even a diamond. Yes. And it's like, of course you do. Why were you trying to sell it? Because I don't then trust you. Then you were both in lies. Yeah. yeah well, then see. you're both. Listen, we're not saying anybody's you're right. starting off We're not on saying a good anybody's here. right here. You're right, both right. building houses of cards. It's just a race to find not out which one of you has the shittiest Listen, I gave Katie a real diamond. All right. I had to, I did Piece together what money I had was like a, a little over a thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I gave, I went to a, a, a jewelry dealership place that was, uh, that you, that did use stuff because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't have the money, but yeah, I yeah. wanted a real diamond. Uh, so I bought her uh, the diamond. She was upset, not that I bought the real diamond at a 
uh, a second place, but that I actually bought a real diamond. You spent that much money on the ring. That was that's what really blew my mind. Is like they, there's different levels of women that you don't even you can't even fat because I was like, wait a second, I bought you a, re- I I was like, a lot of levels. Man. In 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 my in my head, I was I like, I just got to get a real diamond. And in her head, she's like, this idiot better not pay. <laughs> thousands of dollars for something i don't necessarily want so he'll be in debt and make it harder for me to carry his broke ass around right right right? ipso facto let's go down the line a few few weeks after she's already bought it after i've given it to her she's liked it on her finger she's like i wanted to pick one out so i was like oh okay we'll go pick one out two days later she comes home new engagement ring she took the center stone out right and put it into a new setting and a new band that she paid for. Yeah. If I had lied, they would have taken out this piece of glass. Like, tink. Oh, that was glass. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, sure, sure. There's you. Once you introduce that element into the equation, it is. It is you. It's almost like it's like a. It was a good example. I was watching how uh, how do they build it on the Science Channel yeah. and uh, shout out to Science Channel. Shout out to the Science Channel. Uh, boring and, ass fucking but narration. The, fucking, love the best in the world. So the most boring but enthrallingly professional narration in the business. Oh my god, it's so boring. So but one yes, of the yes. things that they are featuring is uh, this massive cruise ship that's going from Europe uh, and Finland uh, to where it's built to its home port in Florida. It's got to mm. go through this bridge, but the the fucking ship is bigger than the bridge. So how you gonna get past the bridge? You gotta triple check your calculations, and even then, you're just hoping that you get it right. It's the same thing when you introduce an engagement ring, right? You can't fucking flake on nothing, yeah. all right? Because they will suss it out real fast, <laughs> all right? So if you are not up front in the beginning, then it's game over, son. Yeah. So even if you are up front, that doesn't even guarantee you as a satisfactory result. That just means like, okay, I know I'm, I know you legit, but I'm gonna go ahead and just refigure this to the way that it needs to be. Thank you for at least introducing it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I feel like in a way I'd be sort of offended that they didn't trust me. I know. Fake that, ad, uh, that I know. your offense it. would only pale in comparison <laughs> to their offense that you didn't let, know let their style this, for something so important. What's what's an interesting thing is that right? um, Agreed. Thank you. Is that there's that you know they they do man made diamonds these days that that take you know you can do I, I think they can make like five or six a week or whatever that are you know pretty good size and stuff. Now, if you took it to a jeweler, they'll tell you like, oh, that's a that's a nice diamond. It's flawless. It's you know fucking perfect. Only you and the people who made it know that it's man-made and not, you know, slave labor and blood diamond and all this other shit. Right. Uh, Meanwhile, you talk... (laughs) I've asked, like, maybe three or four different women, like, if if you found out that your diamond was man-made, would it be worth less to you? And they'd be like, absolutely. And I'm just like, that's so... So, like, for me, if well, I were ever to do the diamond thing, which is, that's risky, yeah, you know. But like, again, though, this goes like, back. Frankly, so I got better odds. This of goes a basketball back to Ruppel's point that, but, uh, of the hierarchy within the hierarchy. So you've got to know who you're targeting. Right. I mean, it's almost like my target the, audience would be like, "I'm fucking amazed that it's, science made this shit." It's almost like one of those old school tests where you got wrong. a bunch of phrases or, you know, prominent things on one side and then a bunch of people or events and you've got to match them up. 
It's all mixed up, okay? So you got to find out, and that whole jibble Which jabble, one of these characters is uppity? Who is going to... F- <laughs> what? There it is. <laughs> Well played. I'm sorry. Good for you. This is the last time I get to say it until fucking March. Yeah, so. you can't say it. <laughs> for no, black, you wear no. black ribbon. I do no. not get to use that word for a month. So I'm like you. slipping it in now. I don't think it's gonna stop me. I suddenly want to do a picture fucking thing. Like, like, which one of these characters is uppity? <laughs> I don't even know how to spell uppity. U p p i t. I mean, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> guessing. I uh, literally have no. I've never looked it up. I, have, I believe no... it's two p's and I think <clears throat> it's, uh, two t's, maybe one t. <laughs> I think it's one. I mean, I don't know. I'm uh, literally have never. I We're man, very fond of the word. Never you used it. I don't two, know. You have to put the two things together from time to time. <clears throat> you have to, anyway, you were you, you have were to figure uh, out who you're talking, who your audience is. You, so you're in, talking about in, the, in, the hierarchy. So of hierarchies. You, you would need to find amongst those. Uh, the least uppity, I suppose. I would do, uh, yeah. I'd find a bitches into science. It's like, it's way more fascinating than I have a diamond that was milled right. by but man again, again, and I think, I think this kind of goes back to a lot of things that we talked about or whatever, which is, if you are focusing your attention on someone who's like, yeah, whatever, that diamond is a man-made, I don't want that piece of shit, then I have no tears to ever cry for you. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I got no, like, literally, I never, never, never cry for your life. The diamond, ever. The diamond ring thing, and this is this is kind of a statement to the, each one of these relationships. I would bet you if you go to the relationship where the diamond ring matters, how much the guy spent on it. Was it three months salary? Right. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. That relationship right there is one without a lot of communication, mm-hmm. without a lot of honesty. A lot mm-hmm. of uh, and, ex- extraneous fornication. Right. And the woman needs that to say, I took it out of his account. That's one thing I can guarantee there, that means something to him is his money. Yeah. He departed with that from me. I have proof of it right here. And that's sad. There's a lot of codependent <laughs> validation right. in that relationship. And then, but in an in inverse, the one who has the man-made diamond, which is a tenth or a fifteenth of the price, just as beautiful, just as shiny, mm-hmm. the relationship that likes exchanging that ring is more about the two of them than it is. That's at why all. I've, I've had yeah, a theory. Absolutely. I've had a theory for a while that the, that uh, you know uh, uh, the couples that uh, just go, hey, fuck it, we're gonna go get married in Vegas, have a bit statistically a better chance of sticking together because it's like, look, we ain't got nobody else, right? It's you and me versus the world. Well, this is where the whole. I mean, this is the whole jumping the broom thing, which people forget. People don't know where jumping the broom comes from. I've never that? heard what that is, before. That? In my life, I've, I've heard the phrase many times, but please, jumping the broom goes back to slavery. Jumping the broom is what slaves did because the law did not allow them to marry each other. So in order to signify marriage amongst themselves and culture, they would jump the broom. That is that is what it means. That's where it comes from. Meaning, would, Meaning we can't... This is the way that we can recognize that we are in holy matrimony with each other so slaves would jump that's how that's where it they comes would, from they would jump they would literally jump, jump a broom a yes, broom yes, on the ground that's or where it comes so much like a lot of our colloquial phrases have roots in actual actions that are you know the result of large scale societal forces when we have jumping the broom it's now just this casual phrase that we use to remark you know weddings that aren't sort of large and sophisticated oh, that's what it that's what it 
Right. That's because, what it means. Is because it means a smaller you, wedding. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, people are like, oh, we're gonna jump eloping. the broom. Well, yeah. like now it's just now it's not even necessarily that, but people just use jump the broom as a wedding related phrase. Right. But if you were using jump the broom in the time in which it became a common phrase amongst the people, you were referring explicitly to slaves who were marrying each other. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those ways that again when you look at how time and society and culture evolve and what gets brought to the forefront and what doesn't, it's very depressing to to sort of, especially in a, in a culture like ours in which marriage as an institution is so hotly debated, in which that kind of history is left on the wayside. I mean, it, it's it mean, and, and and it's that sense of slavery when everyone's like, well, my like my ancestors didn't do it or whatever. You have no idea how just. Well, yeah. at your face, yeah. everyday See, I mean, slavery mar- is marriage. Marriage in its in itself. When people talk about it now, when I hear the right talk about, oh, the sanct. Listen, uh, marriage was simply a property thing, right? As far back as seventy years ago in this country, yeah. and before in other countries, still. Wikipedia it, says that it actually goes back to Wales, and then somebody else came along and said, no, it's actually the Romani Gypsies uh, back in the fifteen hundreds. But it, the same thing goes. A it lot used to be contented. the man's exchange of property. There was a you know a, a guy who <laughs> owned the woman once he yeah, went yeah. into the contract. It's all in the Bible. And so when people talk about water, it, Sorry. yeah, when people talk about it now, yeah, like it being so sanctified. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Listen, um, just so you know, uh, you. this is a pro. Here, by by you, the way, you want to get great, into? I'll, I'll give you some fucked up shit about marriage in regards. Well, here's to the a great here's shit. a here's a great little uh, here's a great little anecdote. It used to be, <laughs> it used to be that it was a man obtaining her as property. Yeah, right. And then now, gave, yeah. now, yeah. if they get divorced in modern times, she obtains all his property. Isn't half. that a nice little? No, yeah, no. oh, well, I mean, you know. yeah. <laughs> it's just half of the property starters, but it's about. Nine tenths of their soul. <laughs> the idea, see, the idea was that you'd keep a collar around a bitch so that she wouldn't get away. And what happened was, uh, people who had, a, you know, mucho money when they let their wives go out into the village, they were like, I'm going to bejewel that collar so that people know she's a rich woman, an owned rich woman. Right. And eventually the collar became a ring, and that's why there's a diamond on it. So you celebrate again. I mean, it's all that stuff that we talk about, like old ball and chain. You know, I mean, those kind of yeah, common phrases. Quite literal. Yeah. I mean, that's again, so I feel like it's it's it is it is the thing that I feel feel like most always just leaves me. There ain't no sanctity in marriage. Um, just sort of in awe, I guess, of the banality of evil of history. Is that just steady tide of eliminating context for where words come from and phrases come from, and then they just become these little catch-all kind of things or whatever, but then when you think about the people they actually apply to, it's almost... Yeah, you remember the first time you heard about what fag meant or Mm. queer? Like, how when I was like, I think I was five, five, and my friends were playing Smear Smear, smear the the queer. Queer. And I came home, and my parents are like, so what'd you do over there at Danny's house? And I was like, we played Smear the Queer. Holy shit. That was a sit-down conversation with the parents. Queer is not an okay. Wow. You cannot say You got better parents than me. Uh, My dad was like, did you get him? Did you find the queer? (laughs) (laughs) Did you bury him? Yeah. Um, I want his head next time. I want proof. I I think the most potent one for me would have been in elementary school when I found out about... Ring around the rosy. Oh shit! Yeah, it's oh, like oh, Black Death. Okay, 
Well, <laughs> right. Well, fuck. Like, what the fuck? That's when I really. Ashes, ashes. We all fall that down. That was really right. one of the first times I remember as a kid being like, the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> yeah. I was, and I was singing this. Right. Because I remember thinking kids. in that moment that I was like, I, we cannot be the only school. That no. is doing this right no, now. No, I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all motherfuckers Don't was know. doing this for like decades before me. So like, yeah, hey, ain't nobody like, and y'all like, this is obviously a thing you can find out about. So like, the fuck is going on? Y'all really don't care? Yeah. We just gonna celebrate the Black Death right now? This is awful. And the fact, and then you think, then you even regress even further. Is like, was there a conversation that the 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 teachers had? Like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna institutionalize. Dying in packs. Yeah. And the way we're going to do it is we're going to have them all join hands together in a circle and we're going to have them sing a song and then commit ritualistic suicide. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I didn't have no <laughs> teacher that was it... like, hey, listen, <laughs> you guys are really fond of this thing. You should know. Like, I don't give a fuck if your parents want to meet me. Like, I would gladly meet them and be like, yeah, of course I told them. The fuck? Why wouldn't I tell your kids that they just killed themselves with the Black Death? <laughs> of course I told them. I just, that's the kind of shit that like blew my mind as a kid or whatever. And I was like, this fucking world is awful. All right. Speaking of awful worlds, <laughs> here's an idea that, uh, this sounds like one of those greatest stoner ideas ever written for the all, uh, guy, Jeb Baniakowski, uh, uh, proposes that there should be a master McDonald's in Times Square, a, a Mick world. Wherein you can get all of the regional variants of McDonald's food all in one place. There'd be different areas. It goes into some detail where he talks about, uh, like, like uh, that yeah, they'd even yeah. they would even dress up the part and things like that. Right. Uh, if you have time to read it, it's actually really fascinating uh, how much this guy knows about McDonald's. And after you read it, you're like, this actually does sound like the best the idea we're going ever. With fascinating. Oh yeah, yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. Okay, all right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I you know, I would he, I would definitely Suppo- Darren Capozzi should yeah. talk. Oh, Darren Capozzi would probably Whopper, be, uh, double. Or was Darren Capozzi with the amazing it, uh, joke of his uh, cheeseburger, double cheeseburger, phenomenal chicken station. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Oh, he would love this. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm so surprised far, he hasn't heard about it. It's it's so fucked up because like the rest of the world has different McDonald's items that we don't have, and I get what he's saying is he'd like to bring them all here and put it in one place. But a we Mick don't world. We don't need a fucking mecca to this restaurant. Yeah, it already owns need, my soul. Thank you, God. It we owns don't need my soul. A fucking hub of all I went McDonald's. Three thing. times this week. Do you know how sick that is? I Jesus. went three times. Also, you want a Mick world? Don't pretend you don't. Oh, I I, I don't pretend. I also, I mean, I feel like uh, uh, I just. I can't even fathom why we would need it. No, the cognitive dissonance is amazing because Teddy and I have gone to McDonald's before. We've yeah. had the discussion. We've lived off the dollar McChickens. Yeah. I, you, I, I told a story on this fucking show about asking for a refund when the bitch fucking gave me an extra McChicken, okay? I did give you a bit of shame for that. I yeah, that. and you fucking terrible person. <laughs> we have done post-Riffin McDonald's many times. Yeah. Many times. All right. It's been a while. I should Mick Riffin. We should do you that. You guys went McRiffin? Yeah. Yeah. Riff ba, Donald's ba, is what ba, we call ba, it. Ba. Wendy's Mick is Riffies. Well, Wendy's is Riffies. Uh, Jack in a Box is Riff in a Box. Yeah. And McDonald's is, uh, what is uh, Riff Donald's. What, it, what would be? Riff Riffies King? might be better. Riffer King? Uh, we don't go to Burger King. 
What are the leaders? <laughs> what is the fucking that's going on? We don't, Fuck Burger King. <laughs> we don't go to Burger King. God hey, damn. Yeah, little, I hey. never thought I would hear Mitch hey. be snooty, but hey, fucking. Hey, dog. We don't, we don't go to Burger King. Yeah, yeah. Listen. Mm. We don't go to Burger King. You should not be here for this. We don't hang out. Listen, with the I would go events. to a Riffeyes, but they don't have a drive through around here. First of all, it's going to be Popeyes. Hey, hey, while Teddy is writing, can I can I tell the <laughs> can, sec- I, can I talk about how excited Teddy was on Friday? Of- in regards to Popeyes, or is that? Oh right? no 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 no! I'm gonna tell. No, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell the story. Right, no. So Teddy tells this joke in his act. Oh yeah yeah. All right. <laughs> he tells this joke in his act, and the fact that it was me is the biggest honor in my life. Studio City. Mm-hmm. We were in Studio City at the Spotlight Comedy Club, which defunct. You know. You know, let's all let's rest. all long may it long, rest. Long may it rest. Yes. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. And uh and Teddy and I had just become friends like five months before and we were back and forth hosting. And uh this particular day I go into the back green room and I walk in there and Teddy is on the phone on hold. And as I walk in he turns around. It's ringing. It's just he's, ringing. It's ringing. It's ringing. It's ringing. It's ringing. He Wait turns. Up. His face goes as white as mine, which is pretty tan, yeah, but yeah, still. Yeah. Looks right at me and very seriously, without joking, says, you should not be here for this. <laughs> Puts the phone back up to his ear and goes, hello, Popeyes? Yeah. Uh, How late are you open tonight? <laughs> I think I, I don't think I recovered for no. When I looked up, he was on the floor. <laughs> That's where the shame comes in. Because I looked at him and then I looked at him. I saw him. He's just on the ground laughing like he is right now. And the show was still going on. The show was still happening actually. So Justin Rebel is in the hallway laughing on the ground. I'm sure people in the audience are like, "Where's this cackling coming what from this in the background?" Asshole doing. And uh, oh, man. Uh, I hung up the phone call. He's still on the ground. Um, It'd be the equivalent of me as an Armenian guy being like wa- him, him walking in the room and being like, "You should not be here for this." Hello, BMW. Yes, I don't even I have know a problem with if you. there's an equivalent. <laughs> I don't know if there's any equivalent oh, amongst the listen. amongst the people. For I mean, it's, hold on, hold on. Middle Eastern guys mm. are known for what? Especially here in L.A. Fila jumpsuits. Fila jumpsuits. Cologne. cologne. I was about to say cologne. cologne. If I was doing anything cologne-based, like it's if fair. I was about to spritz myself, and he walked in, and I had a cool water bottle aimed at my face. I don't want to fucking... You I should wanna, not be here for this, bro. I don't want to set up a shame Olympics or anything, okay? But I, unfortunately, I would have taken the gold of my performance that evening. I do want to show you real quick this... this uh, shame of a nation would have Mick Arabia Kofta. This, this, this aired in... Uh, what is uh, this? Oh, my God. God. This Wait, aired in. Why are all the fucking fast food commercials in foreign countries just the most? Blatant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they'll like, love pe- this. Pizza Hut is also terrible. Listen, you listen to the way the they did the I'm Loving It song, too. Big Mikarebia Kofta. delicious grilled kofta patties, dinosaurs, sauce, and fresh vegetables. Hold on. That's right. <laughs> Come on, you wish you had a place you could go to just see that commercial on the screen and order a McCofta. I want a McCofta. Teddy's face is just, it's priceless right now. Uh, you just jaw on the floor. 
there's uh, plenty of examples of international commercials. I'm telling you, give the article a read. I think it will bring you around. Is, it, is it still true? Site. Is it still true, by the way, that we have not bombed a country with a McDonald's? No, we've oh, bombed no, all. That can't possibly be true. Uh, okay, uh, so I wanted to briefly bring up, uh, just because we got on the subject, I wasn't actually going to until the subject came up, but this is a cracked article for situations that make white people feel racist. Uh, one of them was is life number one. Oh. <laughs> uh, the last one? I don't think is. I don't think the last is one life. One. one of them was names. It was like it was like you, you know white people feel uncomfortable even saying the name Shaniqua because it's like you might think they're black and so on and so forth. Hey, it's it's okay, like that. Okay. It, the way that he says it is actually pretty good. It says, for a polite, middle-class white person, saying the name Shaniqua is as terrifying as invoking the name of the devil on a dusty stretch of Arkansas highway. You say it and look around to see if anyone heard. The fear that somehow you're casting aspersions on black America is suddenly right at the forefront of your thought. If you Google names like Laquisha, you'll find them on list of ghetto names. And you just said it, and that means you think black people are from the ghetto, you racist. The real legitimate fear in using black names is just that. You're calling attention to a group of people because of the race and we're told we can't do that and worse it's being done in a way that seems like we're making fun of them for it ever notice how white babies new name gary and black babies be named tyrese that's uh, fair so that's interesting um, i mean i think names is an interesting thing though because uh i mean there's so many there's been so many uh studies done that have documented the fact that if you have a minority sounding name your job uh prospects are far lower yeah, yeah. In terms of they mentioned uh, that. In also, there. also in there, throwing their redneck name. Yeah, fair point. Well, hey, again, your name's Billy Bob. You ain't getting in anywhere. Which again goes back. Which I always find. I happen to know a Cletus that went to Harvard. I'm lying. I'm right. Always like, the first time I came across the idea of white trash. Yeah. What I was like, oh, okay. So y'all, they don't give a fuck about you either. That's amazing. Like, okay, all right. That's good to know. Good to know. Yeah, all the racism in the world, I hate this. This is going to be sweeping and grand. I apologize. It's just a class warfare. It's always been class warfare. It's right? just yeah. a class warfare. It's always been haves versus have nots. But it just so happens that if you look like the haves, you will fall for their gullible bullshit far easier than the have nots. Well, yeah, because you look at somebody else. And they're like, well, there's some similarity to the way I look with this person, and yeah, yeah. They talk one day about, I could be them. Yeah. So they, they talk about the deliciousness of fried chicken and why so it's, food. It's and they were saying that uh, on some level, I feel like it's possible. What was it? Now where was the one? Uh, oh, in 2013, there is no venue in America that can publicly serve fried chicken, collard greens, and watermelon without the entire room falling to a dead, dumbfounded silence, unless it's a soul food restaurant. But that's kind of the point. Um, and he goes on well, you know, quite a yeah, quite well, a lengthy rant about how delicious you ever been to serve watermelon. Okay, now listen, this I'll is okay. That. I feel like there's some real Yankee shit up there because if you if you're from the South, all right, uh, <coughs> collard greens and watermelon are probably a staple of a lot of your day to day lunch menus. Do I they have say. it in restaurants in, oh, in the uh, South? Oh, fuck watermelon? yeah! Really? I mean, I, mean, I, I like collard I've greens. Been, I've never been to the I South. Like pig, I feel like you the 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 fucking the 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 menus in the South would be because you would have a lot more just restaurants. That were just like, oh, what you want? We got pickled pig feet, collard greens. Do you know what I'm saying? That kind of thing would be much more prevalent, especially in places deep south, if you will, Alabama's, Mississippi, Georgia's, right. uh, of the world, if you will, Panhandle, Florida. Uh, uh, so, uh, so uh, you've got that going on. Food, though. You mean the smegma? That ain't no panhandle. Oh, okay. Hey, let me ask. Sorry, the, go I got to ask Teddy this question because I was writing a joke about this, and I was I was asking this. Every white guy feels horrible. 
when he's listening to his favorite rap song and he drives by a car, there's open windows and a bunch of black guys in there. Because if he's singing along, you're like, I can't, this isn't my song to sing. Sure, sure. Teddy. Yeah. Does the opposite happen? You ever just be jamming out to some Rick Astley? You listen to some Phil Collins Phil and Collins. singing Phil Collins or something, or because I know you're a music. He's a he's a music uh, music file, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Do you ever look over and see a car full of white guys when you're singing some fucking you know white Leaky ass Lee. song? Uh, I've had those experiences, which are very uh, the very surreal. Um, uh, and it's, it's, it's because people, people, you, what you're seeing is people trying to like reconcile everything that they thought they knew about music or whatever. Like I had like some shit where like, I, like I would just be like driving by and fucking, uh, bumping some Tom Petty or whatever. Right. Jamie you know I and motherfuckers would just be like right. mad confused. Yeah. Be, like mad confused. Cause I'd just be like, yeah, I'm running down a dream motherfucker. And they'd be like, well, I don't understand. I didn't think that this was possible right now. Um, how is how is what, I can't run down the dream too. Yeah. It's really bizarre. I feel like the thing that gets really weird though, uh, from that I always experienced was on the on the minority side is that a lot of uh, black people would always be really confused when I would bring in white music, quote unquote, <laughs> whatever. And they would just be like, "Oh, what the fuck is all that noise?" And that's that's what you always get. <laughs> so you always get black people. You always get black people. Like, the fuck is all this noise? Like, I got in the car and there's just fucking noise on. And I was like, "It's called music, you fucking unsophisticated <laughs> asshole." <laughs> You fucking like branch out your fucking proclivity. So I mean, like that's the part that always weirded me out or whatever. Where like I would like drop like a like a fucking more like an electronica duo or something, you know, in the vein of like a Daft Punk or Digitalism or something. And I'm like, it's all this fucking noise, and I'm like, that's Daft Punk, you fucking rube. <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? Earlier today on Facebook, this kid posted something. And I, I don't know why it set me off. It was like a, it was some guy had a, like a patch on the back of his motorcycle jacket that said, I will not be forced to learn another language in my country just because you can't. And I was like, and, and I had, patch, I was like, it was a big, <laughs> right? it was a big fucking patch. I'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'll Literally. look it up. It doesn't matter. Anyway, we'll put it on there. We'll put it on there. So mm. my question, uh, as I posed it back was, uh, you do know we are literally the only country on the planet who, on average, doesn't even speak our own language with a decent sense of expertise. Dude. Our kids in our kids in high school can barely even pass an English exam, every, grammar test. Every friend that I know that has that has come over to America and had to like learn English, yeah, they're just and they're uh, ta- and they're my speaking. man. Shout out to my man, my man Napoon, uh, who you know as well, who is mm-hmm. who's fond of saying that English is the worst. Uh, who came over uh, from India and it's just has always just been like learning English is one of the most difficult things that you could possibly do it's because how can you fucking how you can't you have no reference points when you when you meet people because the the, the language constantly changes you you're never standing on solid ground at all yeah it's it's like the it's a fucking cruel joke that we put on people yeah when they come here almost. excuse me where might I find the male restroom right like <laughs> like yo where are you from like yeah. he, he was he was saying well I went to, I went to a McDonald's or something and and they put the person who didn't speak the language well enough on on the uh, on the drive through and I was thinking to myself hey buddy. She probably he's like, she's speaking Spanish. It's like she probably speaks Portuguese and Italian too, uh, or more than you do, right? Uh, and she's not probably only definitely that, bilingual. If somebody comes up to the menu and goes, uh, "Hola, 
Mi amo. Fucking, I don't know. I don't know enough Spanish to get me through. My brother wants a Big Mac. Yo me gusta Big Mac. Tú quieres dos Big Macs. You know, like. Como se dice crispy chicken wrap. God forbid that the person on the other end should be able to go, see, si, see. Si. Right, right. You know, like, right. I have money. Right. Right. How fucking dare you accommodate <laughs> hey, this person hey. with money? Hey, that listen is- here. Listen here. I don't even want to extend my brain. Right. So that I have to understand your stupid ma- accent. Listen, I know you found the out another way ignorance to communicate weirdest. amongst other people. Uh, <laughs> That's not cool in this here United where, States. Where I come from, I'm going to say everything that I know in one language, and you're going to like it or not. Do you understand me? <laughs> and if you don't like it, I'm going to kick your ass out. Also, please make these french fries for me. Yeah, and how do you spell your? And then yeah, what, right, what right. word is that in English? Well, it's it's. Uh, why are you asking me questions, jobs. Bookie? I just it was so it was just so it's funny. So, you book reading so queer. It's, so just, we're, a li- we're it's just a little bit through. Oh yeah, a- yeah. The next one was movie villains, and it's just kind of silly. It's just sort of like no matter what kind of person you put as a movie villain, if they're not just a white bread American. You feel like they're making a statement about an entire culture. Shout out to Liam by, Neeson. Just by virtue of the fact that they're from a different race. And then the last one was language choice, what? which includes that we, awesome we, clip we, of uh, Samuel over. Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, which is, uh, you, if you, you haven't what, seen this, this is, this is, is well, watch this I real quick. Sorry. This is, because I always love the way Samuel Jackson treats uh, reporters that are fucking scared of Oh, him. he insists the guys say. Yeah, yeah, watch this. A lot of controversy. Surrounding the usage of uh, of the N word in this movie, and, and no, nobody, none. The word would be. Oh, I don't want to say it. Why, why not? I don't like to say it. Have, have you, you ever said, said it? No, sir. Try it. I don't. Like to say Try it. it. <laughs> We're not going to have this conversation unless you say it. You want to move on to another question? Okay. Awesome. Um. <laughs> this is my favorite part. Of the I, don't, I don't like. I don't want to say. Oh, it. Come on. Can, will you say it? No, fuck no. That's not the same thing. Why do you want me to They're say gonna it? They're going to bleep it when you say it on, the, know, on your show. Say it. I can't say it. If I say it, we, we this question, it won't make air. Okay, forget it. Okay, I'll skip it. Sorry, guys. It was a good question. No, it wasn't. It was <laughs> I can't say the word. I wanted to ask about the movie that, that follows up working with Quentin. Like, anytime you, when you work on Pulp Fiction or Jackie Brown, the movie that follows, does that affect... How you? Uh, it doesn't matter. You work at something it, high, much high the end of it. this? Do you? I will say this. I saw another interview, a brief uh, snippet of another interview. It was like a forty-minute long, but somebody linked straight to the part um, wherein the guy says um, he was he was talking about like the social responsibility. It was probably what this guy was going to ask as well, like a social responsibility of like a black man being in a movie where the word nigger is thrown around a lot. And he goes, in the movie, they refer to you as a house nigger, and Samuel Jackson goes, right. And it was no, like, pause or anything else like that. They had a normal conversation. So it's like, to Samuel Jackson's credit, he would have been, there would not have been this whole thing if the guy would have just been like, there's a lot of usage of the Which word nigger in the movie. Which, what, is what always is the fucking problem, is that white people cannot have a conversation about race, bro. It's never, ever about the people of color who don't want to talk about race. Because you have to talk about race as a person of color every day of your life. You have you you learn that that is a fucking function of everyday life. It told, honestly is white people. I told you my race story, right? Mm-hmm. My The one about Taco Bell? Yep. That, that was a fucking awakening. I don't know if I know this one. I, I went into a Taco Bell. There was black lady in front of me, all right, and a Mexican guy behind the counter, okay? okay. I walked in there. I had a hat on. 
uh, and I pulled it up a little bit. It was just like a Budweiser hat and a white T-shirt. The guy addresses the, the black lady in front of me. She moves to the side. Now, I'm standing still about four feet back of the counter, like patiently waiting for him. Mm-hmm. And he looks up at me and kind of gives me a nod and goes to the window. And I'm like, oh, he's got to address this person first. Comes back. And by the time he's come back, another black woman had come in behind me. He looks right at me as he comes back and goes, would you mind stepping aside for a quick second? I'm going to take care of her. Now, in my head, right, he had a, he had a, he had a Latino accent. He had, you know, definitely spoke Spanish. I'm like, this motherfucker just told me, hey, uh, white guy, get the fuck out of the way. A black lady's coming through, and I know you You should better step out the side. And in my head, I'm like, enraged. I'm like, this is what it feels like. Holy shit, this guy's placating me because, you know, apparently I'm not as good as this other. In this little in this little town, he knows he can get away with it because I'm white, and da-da-da-da-da. So I'm getting pissed. He takes care of her, and he comes back, and he goes, so what was your problem again? And I said... As calmly as I could, and in as just in a voice as I could, I went, <clears throat> you know, well, I didn't have a problem when I came in here, but now I think we do. And in his face, the reaction of, oh, this guy's not A, Mexican or some other sort of race, and B, it's not the guy who was yelling at him via the microphone outside who was supposed to come in and get something from him. He looked at me and went, oh, my God, accent disappeared, <clears throat> accent disappeared, and he goes, my goodness, I'm so sorry, sir. I I had mistaken you from the uh, angry gentleman outside who needed to come in and replace one of the tacos I gave him. My goodness, what would you like, sir? Uh, it's on the house. Wow. It's So I went from feeling like I was discriminated against to actually seeing how much better it is that he considered I was white. Because if I had been one of his... Me? No. If I had been one of the guys coming off the construction line or sitting out there on the curb, one of his Mexican friends who came in like, hey, what's up? It would not have happened. It it didn't matter. Any other race but white, it would not have happened. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I paid for a newspaper. I mean, if I walk in just as a white guy... Go ahead, take uh, it. They just, yeah. Take take it. (laughs) No one's looking. Teddy was really upset that they don't uh, don't charge us for newspapers. I I Oh, no, that's not just an Eddie Murphy uh, skit. No, no. We don't charge you. Uh, um, I was trying to find the. Uh, it was thing. it was mind blowing. I, no, I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's definitely interesting. I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's that story is, is is always wild. But I feel like it's interesting for me whenever I have <clears throat> um, white male friends, especially who like to lament to me that <clears throat> whenever they go to predominantly minority neighborhoods. The hostile reception they receive, and uh, and I'm like, well, no shit, like yeah, of course, because they don't like every time they interact with someone who looks like you, they're being shit on, right? And they and 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 what amazes me, and again, this kind of touches on a lot of stuff that we talked about, is the the fundamental inability to process and reconcile that, because all you get is a bunch of fucking childlike wailing. And it's basically the whiny ass titty baby syndrome, 
um, where they're like, well, I don't understand why I'm being treated like shit. And it's like, no, no, no. I'm telling you why. Like, I'm not even making excuses for or saying you're not being treated like shit. I'm saying no shit. You are being treated like you are fucking scum of the earth. It's the same. But here's the funny thing. It, that asshole who's talking to you. Sorry for calling your friend an asshole. He's not really. No, but whatever. Who? Whoever's saying, like, I don't understand why I was being treated badly. It'd be the same thing like a guy walks into a woman's uh, rape support group, and he's the only man there. He's like, these women looked at me like I raped them. Right, like, well, why are yes, they being so they fucking suspicious? just talking about yes. this. Which is actually a big problem that a lot of um, shelters are having. If they have uh, male volunteers... There's a lot of discussion and research and study that's that's coming out now, which is saying like you know, actually having male volunteers is is a big impact for a lot of crisis shelters for women who are dealing with sexual assault and rape, abuse, uh, domestic they violence, things like that. Bad. No, I mean it's well, there's difficulties because uh, the women going to those places are are instinctively uh, you know Put not back. trusting and, and somewhat right. you know, suspicious of the males. But <clears throat> if we're talking about long-term growth and, uh, uh, you know, discovery and rehabilitation, rehabilitation and, and all those things. Exactly. Back into culture. Yeah, you're going to have to. It's important for for those women who have been in this sort of extreme scenario of the male figures in their life abusing, the, abusing them consistently and taking advantage of them and just generally, you know, walking all over and disregarding their humanity. It's important for them... Uh, to see that there are actually male figures who aren't who are you know having these who are redeemable who are decent human beings who care about them who don't want anything sexually from them who actually are willing to invest their own person into this other person's humanity because of their sort of general good naturedness right um so that's one of the things where i mean it is kind of really interesting though because again you you would fully understand if you were a male volunteer if if someone didn't prepare you for that by saying expect everyone that you run into to treat you like you're a piece of shit yeah. and to have no right. respect for you, right. they wouldn't be doing their job appropriately. So any anybody who goes into one of those neighborhoods is like, I don't understand it. You're dense. Yeah, you're fucking. And you and it's, it's and that's when you go into the place of willful ignorance where you don't want to learn. You know, mm-hmm. and and as the person who has more access to the knowledge and resources that would allow you to understand, well, I understand why these people are so standoffish with me. This is what I can do to sort of negate that. It's kind of the same thing, If you know, to extend the analogy. If you were working in one of these crisis centers, when you went in and you were really antagonistic to the women in there, you wouldn't last very long because they would be like, well, why why are you here? You're not here to help anybody. You're not here to figure out why they got to this place or help them build and grow. You're just you're just kind of being a dick. I'm always fascinated most with the opposite side of things. Anytime I feel something that's a definite emotion on my side, every time it's a definite emotion and I make some sort of declarative statement, I always, for just a second, I go, wait a second. What is the other person's definite emotion on the other side and where is their founding from it? Right, right. I hate doing that <clears throat> because then it. this is my face that ends up coming from it, like, Hey, like I used to have a thought and now it's gone because I'm trying to see it from your side and my side, which is very difficult. And you find your side ends up being pretty much up in the air and then trying to play it out each time. You know, it's a good place to start to get rid of that is the Civil War. It's a good place to start. Meaning, you look at the uh, uh, Confederates. 
and uh, you look at everything that they laid out. They're very honest about their intentions. They wanted to uh, build a nation on uh, white supremacy and uh, slavery in all territories they conquered. And listen, I get it, bro. I get why you wanted to do it. Because actually doing your own work is hard. Right. So you also have this economic resource that was worth more than the fucking railroads at the time of the Civil War. So I get it. Do you know what I mean? But I also understand that you motherfuckers need to die forever. I got to crush everything you give a fuck about. I get your point. You have a point. It's not legitimate. You just want institutionalized white supremacy. I, I, like, yeah, like I can do the work of rationalizing why you behave the way you do. Doesn't mean you're right. No, Doesn't no. mean you have anything supporting you. But I feel like that's the thing where, again, to sort of draw back to the fact that, like, America very particularly has this this characteristic to paralyze itself by overthinking things. Because we start to sort of, con- it's sort of like when you when you go into the international quotations of of people characterizing America, the most popular one that you think of is Americans can always be counted on to do the right <laughs> thing after they've always expended every other option. Right. That's what the international community thinks about us. Which I feel like, on one hand, you could be like, "Hey, that's really cool," or on the other hand, you could be like, "That's the saddest shit that history's ever recorded." Well, it's it it goes from big things like that to even little things like where i i actually have to rationalize sometimes like uh i i think i talked about this with you mitch i don't tell people anymore who my favorite band is oh right 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 yeah because i'm so afraid of the criticism like anybody ever goes who's your favorite band or what type of music you listen to and then the kid in me wants to go i have every dave matthews album ever made and then to watch their judgment pour over them well, you should be same. judged for that right. as, you, as you, you took should. You should. <laughs> see but here's the thing can't accept that here's the thing here's the thing i in my head then go as soon as it's coming out of my mouth they're going to hate this because their parents at some point who they don't like their musical taste right. probably said to them you know this is something we could both listen to <laughs> <laughs> or somebody who they didn't like or a group of people they don't like are known for listening to this so they'll never listen to right, it right. it'll never possibly I will like say, it the way I, I like will it. say I've, I've come up in my own head I've come up with there are certain things certain tastes that if somebody goes like this is my favorite blank I go okay the judgment I'm passing is not like oh you like like that but i'm never gonna for instance uh if your favorite movie is transformers i will never trust your movie recommendations right that's a fair point right you know what i mean right. right if your favorite band of all time is you two then I know you don't explore much hey right? hey 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 <laughs> I just be real fucking nostalgic man Okay, if that's their favorite band, and let's be fair, some streets okay. have no names. They put on a really band. good performance a few years ago when they did the 362 at the Rose Bowl. Okay, they did a really good run. Okay, it's not even my favorite band, but I can relate. That's what I'm saying. I can relate. Okay, I'm literally saying if you know what I mean. Like if I say if I go like, well, what do you listen to? And they go you two Riffalonians, and they go and they go you two. I'm thinking, okay, you don't explore much. If they follow up you two with the Rolling Stones, I'm with you. Okay, there you go. Here's the you know what I'm saying? Like if if Where's when you the 
when I say favorite bands and you pick like the most radio friendly overplayed bands of all time, I have then never I'm thinking gone to myself without listening okay. to Buddy Holly. <laughs> that, <laughs> my, my, and then the, I'm thinking to myself, my well, then okay, my you question. don't explore much. That's I, I a think, fair. That's, that's a fair, fair right. judgment I, to I, make. I think all three of us in this room have definitive ways of arguing that we could make just about most people who are not comedians and trapped in their own head feel shameful for bringing up the topic. I was in a conversation with uh, a girl okay. the other day. It's not what I'm doing, but okay. I'll, no, I'll but go it with could, it. I'll it go with it. I'll go with it. They, they We're almost out of time, but I'm curious where you're going with this. I brought this up to this girl the other day. I said, uh, she said, I said, what's your favorite show? Or, you know, what show do you like watching? And she accidentally said, uh, uh, what a uh, big bang theory. Okay. She didn't accidentally say none. She, she said, no, she intentionally <laughs> said it. And I said, and in my head, my voice is saying, don't. Don't start this. Don't right, go off right. on how much you hate Chuck Lorre and how much he is stereotypicalized like every single person who likes sci-fi into this completely boring, bland, blubbering fool of social interaction. And they can't walk about in a normal day without being complete stereotypes of nerddom. Mm-hmm. And don't tell her how much this is. A, just don't do it. And then I said... You like that show? <laughs> and she goes, I have a lot of friends kind of like that. I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Your friends, they get up and they have normal conversations with people who aren't nerds and they walk away thinking, yeah, that was a decent conversation. And I and I ripped her a new one and and watched as what could have been a nice conversation with this person no, where we, where we no, actually. Uh, Dagger's out, B. Dagger's out. <laughs> Dagger's out. Jack the Ripper style. Why? You, what you to even doing? What you even doing in this alley right now? Fair. You didn't even need to be here. Teddy's daggers out. Uh, he'll give you about point three seconds <laughs> until his daggers out. You like if you know. stutter on Big Bang Theory, if you were like Big, he's like, I'm done. Fuck you. <laughs> daggers out. In fairness, the unfairness of Big Bang Theory is that basically uh, watch the entire audience is Penny. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. like, hey, you're you're her. Yeah. Looking at these weirdos weird, doing their weird, weird, weird nerds, thing, yeah. it would be different. It, it's sort of in the I'm very beginning. The fuck out of all y'all, I'm gonna let you know. In right the very now. beginning, it was sort of just like, "Hey, let's look in on these people." Right. Now, and then it quickly became like fun of them. Yeah. Then it quickly became no, no, no. Everybody's penny. You, you know guys what? are. Fucking I feel like weird. Uh, I know we're wrapping up right now, but I feel like because it's about to go off the air, I feel like Thirty Rock is guilty of the same thing for the past like five years, bro. Thirty Rock started off as a real good satire, but now it's just you're just the fucking things that you make fun of. I honestly feel that way for. A lot of a lot of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not entertaining anymore. I'm like, you just go away. Do you know what I mean? Just well, they go. are, thank God. Yeah, but like, I didn't watch a single episode. I, I mean, like, season. I mean, really, honestly, very quickly, Thirty Rock just became the fucking things that you think you're poking fun of, but you're sustaining them and actually making them even worse. Yep. Because you've mainstreamed them in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah. So yep. you know what I'm saying? That's how that goes. Yeah, Liz Lemon. Uh, yeah, good times. So, uh, where, what can we plug for you, Mr. Ruppel? Where can the people find you? Uh, check out a website built by this uh, web genius that I know, uh, justinruppel.com. Uh, album is available, Magic Moment. You, you could have said the name. It's okay. I wouldn't. It's this guy, Reverend Mitch, right here. Reverend Mitch. Reverend Mitch. I could have done without all the Rebels genius stuff. Magic. Hey, you're a fucking web guru, son. Shut up. Web guru. Uh, can they can uh, they get it on iTunes? They can get it on iTunes. Well, mm-hmm. they actually can get it from directly from the website. Oh, That's word. Like, yeah, and they can Just download and put it in there. iTunes. Straight to JustinRubble.com. Why, why, give, why give the money to right? Steve, uh, whatever his name is? Steve Jobs. No. And the other guy now. No, Wozniak? Wozniak. He's, he's not in there. Whoever it is now. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever Steve is in I'm there. Go to JustinRubble.com. 
Get the album. JustinRubble.com. Do you have anything else? Uh, are you doing a Twitter thing or Facebook or anything? Uh, Rup, uh, just Rub Comedy. Or, uh, yeah. Have you tweeted recently? No. no yeah. okay. I don't. You yeah, got to get tweet. on that. Too. I tweeted him for an episode for, for this one. I was doing yeah. a plug, and I, he has not tweeted recently. Justin it's got cobwebs on the page. Justin doesn't know how to, <laughs> how to tweet because he's... he's, he's Stupid. You need to. You need to you oh, can no, have no, a Mitch. Don't Somebody can tell me how to tweet. Like Mitch is, I will Mitch gladly. Show Mitch, you. Is, Mitch is always eager to tell people how to tweet. I would, I would be happy to show you. Uh, I, I need to be tweet. Don't insult tweet your intelligence. Educated. Okay. As if twelve is, years, this is the rule. If twelve year olds can do it. It, it doesn't require any intelligence. Yeah, man. Wednesday at the Federal Bar. Uh, going to be a good show. And then uh, going on the road again next month. So. On the road on, again. Yeah. Can't wait to be on the road again. Mr. Tutson, what have we got for you? Uh, uh, my first piece on the uh, blog, I Am San Fernando, uh, is going to be published soon. Uh, on the L.A. mayoral election for 2013. I am SanFernando.com. I am com. so uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, and uh, we're just also... Writing under the pen name The Truth? Yeah, exactly. T-R-U-F. Uh, also, uh, check out the Straight Riffin' channel on YouTube. We've been adding a lot of highlights for various episodes. We're getting some Black With Uray. compliments to Mr. Teddy for doing all that. Uh, getting some Black Uray, Black Riffin' from 2K12 in there as well to gear up for uh, this season's Black Uray, Black Riffin'. So uh, check it out. Straight Riffin' on YouTube. Mitch, what you got? Uh, you know, bringing the revolution to the streets as per usual. <laughs> um... With Teddy working on highlight reels, someone has to uh, go into the streets and bring the motherfucking records. Yeah. Good night, bitches. Thanks for listening to Straight Riffin'. You can catch all past and future episodes of Straight Riffin' on the official website, riffin.net, R-I-F-F-I-N.net. Keep in mind, we do air live every Monday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Pacific time. That's 10 p.m. to midnight for you East Coasters. You can actually watch that right on Facebook, on our fan page, facebook.com slash straight riffin'. Like us, check out the Ustream page. You can even chat while we're doing the show. That's how we interact with the fans. We thank you so much for listening. Check out Riffin.net. Buy my album. Buy Teddy's album. We'll catch you again next time. It ripped the fuck on, bitches.